Welcome to our Socially Distanced podcast, where an aspiring actor and screenwriter check in and learn how former guests are hustling from home. Whoa, we discuss whoa, the... whoa, stop, stop, whoa, stop Daniel, right here. Stop. What are you doing? No, 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 no. Are you no, interrupting no. my introduction, no. Daniel Tuttle? we are. It is. Uh, look, Michael, 2020 has been, as people have said, a dumpster fire. More of a dumpster on fire into another dumpster that is also on fire inside a fire factory. But here's the thing. Surrounded this by our, lava. Yes. This is our finale. This is this is the last episode of 2020. I really don't want to go out with COVID. You know what I mean? I don't want to go out. I mean, we are still social distance. Let's not get that wrong. We're still social distance. We're doing this over Zoom. But let's just let's just do it old school. Let's go back and do it old Ooh, school. What I'm do you down. Say? Yeah. Let's All hit right. rewind and uh, we'll do this again. <laughs> we'll keep it. Welcome to the Hollywood Hustle Podcast, a weekly entertainment industry podcast created to inspire the everyday artists and entrepreneurs to make their dreams a reality by sharing the stories and strategies of those hustling towards success yay hey michael daniel tuttle how are you buddy oh my it is so good to see your face it is wonderful your, to see your, your, your scruffy scruffy face <laughs> and, and your bearded face and with wearing antlers uh I'm, for you know i'm in the christmas we we put up our tree on tuesday because we got a new tree so it took a little bit to get here uh but uh i'm i'm feeling festive and uh, I wanted to end the year happy and positive and uh, going out with hope and excitement. So uh, I thought I'd wear some reindeer antlers just to bring some joy. Hey, why not? That that sounds great. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Michael Lutheran, your co-host. I'm joined by Daniel Tuttle. The and yes, it, it, it is our finale episode. And we oh, have a very special oh, real guest. Quick, real oh, quick. I just oh, want oh, like, like, to set it up. Michael. To set it up. We hit a hundred episodes of like interviews. Well, we, Let's erase of interviews. A hundred yeah. interview episodes, right? Yeah, because I I did the math and because in total we've actually released about a hundred and twenty four episodes, right? And those include like side, side hustles, hustles and all those other hustles. things. But we've re- I mean over like a hundred interview slash hostful episodes, and you know we talked about this. It's the finale, and we thought it'd be cool to kind of go back you know we were planning something really special for our episode 100 but sadly because of everything going on we didn't get to really do it we, we were going to be in a the theater that uh, our guest uh greg crafts manages we were going to be at studio stage uh, it was going to be a whole thing it was going to be a big and thing. then 2020 happened <laughs> <laughs> bah, bah, bah. so yes so michael who is our special guest for the finale Yes, well, longtime listeners of the show will recognize today's finale guest. He's appeared on episodes 59 and 69 back in season two, but he has been with Hollywood Hustle Podcast since the very beginning. I am, of course, talking about Kel Torados. Kel Torados! Kel Torados! Hey, hey. well, hello. Well, hello. (laughs) I've known Kel for almost 20 years. Brief This is true. Brief recap of our friendship. It was forged during uh doing youth theater uh productions together as well as over our love for Star Wars and Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. And then mm. when Daniel talked to me about starting Hollywood Hustle and asked if I knew someone who could edit said podcast, 
we had been talking at the same time that you were looking for something creative to do, and it was just a natural fit. And so you were with us for our first about 20 episodes for most of season one up until your move to Japan. I definitely was. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that yeah, it was a, it was a good it was really fun to kind of start off and, uh, you know, make it happen with you guys. It was really funny, Michael, when you were doing like the little introduction there. You're like, yeah, you know, our let me, our friendship was forged, and I was like, in the fires of Mordor, like, but like I, but then I was like, you, okay, same brain, but same brain for um, sure, same brain, same, same brain, same. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, anyway, oh yeah. yeah, Kel, earlier this year, I mean, we've all been doing Zoom movie watch parties during 2020, right? Daniel and I definitely, with our team hustle, watched all of Lord of the Rings. We started with Director's the extended cut? editions and then decided to go to the okay. regular editions because they were too For long. sure, for sure. We didn't even make it through Fellowship extended edition that one night. It was <laughs> yeah. like, we're at like hour three and you're like, guys, I, I can't bad. keep doing this over go. Zoom. Because we, we didn't start till like 8.30 California time. So like we started real mm-hmm. late. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's important that, so Daniel just mentioned California time. Kel is joining us from Japan. International well, traveler. Yes, Yes. International travel. I am speaking to you through the interwebs in the future. <laughs> He's speaking to us from tomorrow. We're, we're we're recording on Friday. He's recording on Saturday. Why? Yes, I am. This is true. This is true. So, Kel, how do you say podcast in Japanese? Podcast. Oh, okay. Podcast. Oh, you basically just say it's basically just podcast, but with a with an accent. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it sounds like how somebody would like somebody that doesn't know Spanish would pretend to make it Spanish, like or Italian. Podcast. Viva, viva la podcasto. Yeah, something like that. I'm not going to pretend that I know Spanish, so I'll stop right there. But, uh, but yeah, but we're we're so excited to have you back on though, Kel, because obviously last time you were on the show, it was before you and Mamina got married. Yeah, before your beautiful baby Leia yeah. had arrived and everything. So. Let's just kind of quickly just catch up real quick and just kind of hear about how life's been going. You're a dad now. I am definitely a father. <laughs> and it <laughs> uh, it's it's very, very interesting. Like I was saying before we started recording here, like like my body clock, like I think I went to bed at like 1.30 last night, like or this morning. But then because of my my daddy baby body clock, like I woke up at like 6.30. I was like, it was like, oh, it's 6.30. I should probably go back to sleep. No, no. There's a, and then, you know, there's a great, there's a great TikTok this guy did where he's laying in bed. And he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad to get up. Oh, I'm going to get up and have a great day. It's going to be beautiful. Oh crap. I forgot I have kids. <laughs> <laughs> for sure well, luck- well luckily i didn't have to start off my morning you know um you know uh, elbow deep in baby diaper changing i was going to use a lot more descriptive uh words there but uh always a plus, but- <laughs> always a plus. thank you for keeping it some uh, yeah. at least pg-13 yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly but my wife and uh my little baby princess leia grace is over at her parents house right now so uh my wife's parents' house. This is her parents' house. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but yeah, so yeah, I didn't have to. I I was able to sleep five hours uninterrupted, which is you know is nice. Well, so, congratulations yeah. on the new baby and the marriage. Thank you. Thank and you. how yeah. how you know like like Michael said, we kind of talked to you. Uh, I, how long had you been in Japan when Michael talked to you last time? Do you remember? Well, I think I want to say it had been about six months into your time there. Well, it was either did we do because i feel like when we recorded i think we had recorded like within like the first three months of me being there Mm. and then we recorded a second Mm -hmm. time and after that it was six months. okay 
and and like it was it was funny it's like during that time i was just thinking about it like when we were doing the the podcast and the interview i was you know when i was talking about japan and everything my experiences like you know i felt like oh yeah i'm well versed i know what's going on i know this country very well but then like in the back of my like now that i look back on it i'm just all i can here is just like you don't know anything john snow you know what i mean like that's like, like so like a, a, a lot has changed since then but um yeah it was about like three months and now um this month will be my third year wow so, that's, that's crazy. amazing yeah what would you what advice would you have given your year one self your month one self hmm you know i don't think as far as like actual serious advice, I, I think that my my one month self, my one, my three month self, my first just got to Japan self, like I think I did everything the way I wanted to. Um, and I, I think uh, I think maybe the one piece of advice I would give was probably be a little be a little bit more um, outgoing mm. and try to put myself in more uncomfortable situations. Because uh, especially when you're trying to learn a new language, uh, a different country's culture or something like that, you know, those uncomfortable situations where there is that obvious language barrier, customs barrier and whatnot, and just not, you know, trying to navigate, not trying to offend anybody like uh, those those experiences, whether they turn out good or whether they turn out bad. But usually they turn out good. Um, you know, they help you learn and help you grow. I think when I first moved here, not that I wasn't open minded, but I think I could have been a lot more outgoing in more situations and put myself in more public spaces, speaking to people like, anyway, yeah, that's probably like the biggest. So, yeah. so you feel like that maybe hindered your uh, initial growth by not being as social? I guess, I guess the quick answer could be, yeah. For instance, like I loved when I was studying Japanese in my, in my school, it was a lot of fun. Like I love the writing. I love uh, the, the memorizing, but the, and then like, you know, the, the, just participating in class. But the one thing that I was scared to death of was we had this thing called free talk. And it's when just people, well, obviously they're just like, Hey, you on the, on the street, you want to come to this school and speak to some foreigners in Japanese? It wasn't like that, but like, <laughs> but during the free talk, um, like, you know, it basically people would come in and you would speak and sit down and just have conversations with, uh, with native Japanese speakers. And I was terrified in my head. I have all these things and all these words that I would want to say, but then like it, it just wouldn't come out mm -hmm. in Japanese. Like I, I always, I, whenever I, I, even now when I talk to now I'm, I'm talking on a daily basis at my job and everything I, you know, I work as doing English and whatnot, but I speak Japanese every day. But even when I tell like my, uh, like my customers and some of the parents and stuff at the school that I work at, you know, you know, it's like I have all these things that I want to say, but it's like I can't I can't say it. And when I try to, it doesn't come out. You know what I mean? So oh, I, I'm the same way when I talk to Karen's mom in Spanish. I have all the ideas. Everything initially sounds right. Yeah. And then <laughs> For sure. I mean, I'm like yeah. that when I talk to a woman, am I right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I you know, I think that that piece of advice though. Kale, kind of to take it to the Hollywood hustle aspect is yeah. can kind of go with moving kind of to any new place, right? Where absolutely, um, especially places like, you know, Michael, you and I have talked about a lot about how Los Angeles can be lonely and secluded. Like you can, as big as it is and as populated as it is, you can feel very by yourself and you really do have to put yourself out there 
to start building that not I don't want to say network that's not the right word but like friendships and relationships and the community build, like, that's like, gonna yeah build your you. community build your tribe build your people here and to do that you've got to put yourself out there you've got to go to networking things or go see plays and talk to people or you know you've got to really put yourself out there and that can be tough for some people some people just are not made to do that that's not something they're strong at and so you know it's it's i think it's great that you recognize that but it does seem like you are doing really well um you know obviously I mean, you, have, you have a family there yeah, so you're, you're, you're doing he had a you're, wedding yeah. it was like wedding. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've spoken many times <laughs> off pod about this but i yeah. really wish i could have been there for your wedding uh because yeah. it looked amazing missed opportunity michael but you yeah, know it was it was yeah you know yeah it, it was a lot well, of michael, fun we're know, bringing but... his wedding to you kel move the backdrop he's right behind you oh what, it's, what? It's oh my gosh oh my goodness yeah no uh yeah the wedding was great and uh you know i made sure that i never missed your wedding michael but obviously we see how our friendship is but it's it's good it's good you know uh i i made the ouch you know... <laughs> ouch just kidding but yeah um life is good man um have you found just, your 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 Japan, Michael? My Japan. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is that my my good friend. I'm I'm pretty sure I talked about before, and Michael's good friend too. Like Joey Gordon, he mm-hmm. lives in the southern part of Japan. Unfortunately, I don't get to see him that much. But at least there's one friend that from our hometown that I can talk to in the same time zone. That's always nice. Oh, that's really cool. But uh, a lot of my friends, uh, unfortunately, had to move back because they're all friends that I made in school. Well, my best friend out here, is, his name is Alexander. He's a Russian-German guy, the most stern dude, set in his ways, can't teach an old dog new tricks guy you've ever met, but he's awesome and he's really fun. Um, but because of the whole 2020s, like I haven't, we haven't, we used to do this thing where we'd always get together and go to Shibuya and we would like, our ritual would go get ramen and then go to like a, a pub and then just sit and chat and just catch up. To like, you know, like, hey, how's your month been? How's, you know, how's work? How's everything? And then, you know, as the night goes on, it usually just kind of degrades into just, it's just <laughs> nonsense. Keyword degrades. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I can't do it anymore because the whole child and everything. But like, yeah, there's been a couple of times where I'm like holding on like to like the, uh, on the trains and like in Tokyo and stuff like that. They have like the, those like, you know, those handles that come down. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. like that in all trains, right? But literally like I, I've perfected. Somehow I've mastered being able to hold on to like the the handles on a on a train and then like be able to it's sleep, like sleep on your like, arm. Yeah, nice. <laughs> like it's uh, it's nice. definitely a acquired skill. So, well, yeah. you mentioned 2020, and I'm really curious to hear what has 2020 been like in Japan? What is, you know with COVID, and you know what has been the Japan the Japanese experience with COVID? I mean, obviously Michael and I know kind of the U.S. Uh, reaction and uh uh you know things that have happened here like what's it been like for 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 you guys and and kind of your your area i think like different parts of japan were hit differently i live in kanagawa it's basically the the area right next to tokyo when it first started japan was actually the number one country outside of china with infections because a lot of the tourists that were kind of coming from those areas uh, where the virus had originated, Japan's economy really relies on, I think every economy relies on tourism, right? And during Lunar New Year, a lot of tourists from that part of the world will come over, enjoy different you know, parts of Japan and just visit. Because of that, Japan got hit pretty hard like in the very beginning of it. As far as like when it first started, I didn't necessarily agree how 
it, that whole situation was dealt with. But at the same time, there's all these unknowns. And I think Japan now has definitely really been able to contain it, not contain it, but it's not California. <laughs> you know That's I mean? true. It's, it's not, it's not America right now, but because generally, you know, we did have a government shutdown. We did not, a, we did have a lockdown for a little bit where only essential things were open, like the trains, public transportation, supermarkets, those things were open. Right. And for two months, everything was kind of shut down for that sense. But then after that, things slowly started to open up. But like during that time, you know, and then pretty much like with the whole entire world, everyone's just figuring out how do we handle this? I think the biggest thing that we can take away from this whole situation, aside from doesn't matter what country you're from, it's like n- no government, no country was ready or well equipped to deal with this kind of situation. And I, um, you know, not trying to be somber or anything, but that's kind of scary. You know what I mean? What, what was your government's reaction like what what did they put into place to once you know once they kind of stopped scurrying and actually kind of got their shish together you know what what stuff did they put into place to help possibly track the virus keep it from spreading and all that stuff i mean it's pretty much pretty standard like just how like the other countries have kind of been handling situation like quarantining and stuff like that like the 14 days the thing like with Japan is like, if you don't wear a mask, especially like now, and I think it's like pretty much like, I don't know, I'd say of the 100 people that I walk by uh, or I see like on a train or anything like that, maybe one person doesn't have a mask on. And those other 99 people are looking at that one person. It's like almost like not public shaming, but like, what are you doing, bro? Where's your mask at? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there, There's a clear cultural understanding that wearing the mask means safety. Well, that was already a cultural thing, right? A lot of, you know, in Japan, uh, mask wearing is kind of almost a normalized thing, right? In in kind of public places. Absolutely. Like, you know, um, a lot of, you know, a lot of work is very important. And sometimes like if you're sick and you know that you're sick, like even if it's just like a cold or, you know, obviously if you have the flu, you stay home, things like that. You know, oh, you actually go to the, like Japanese, they actually go to, uh, you, we have the ability to actually go to the hospital for the flu. Like, you know, in America, like for me, like, it's like, oh, I got the flu, whatever, I'll just stay home. You know, like, I'm not going to go to the hospital. But like, you know, healthcare here is really good. So like the moment you have any kind of symptoms, you just go to the hospital um, because you have health insurance. But um, yeah, I'm. It's if you're sick, you wear a mask. If you're coughing, if you're sneezing, even if it's just like allergies, you wear a mask. It's just common courtesy. It's like, don't get other people sick. And, and I, I know I may, I may mess this up. I believe in, I want to say either like Norway or Finland. I, I read somebody posted that they have like, they had, they developed apps with like personal barcodes. And when you went, they set up in all like public places, readers, and to go into the those places, you had to scan the barcode or you had to scan this like QR code or something when you went in so they could track everywhere you went contact tracing has been pretty big i know uh south korea uh was one of the forerunners in in making sure to have that information kind of locked down just this week in california uh i have an iphone pretty much anyone who has an iphone i think just got the alert this week of like hey you can now opt in for to be notified if people around you have COVID 19 and it's shared yeah it's it's coming it's uh all through bluetooth technology so if you become positive for covid you can send in a message through uh through california's health uh 
department and your phone will basically transmit that you are positive. Not that someone will be able to trace you down to your specific location, but it will inform others that, hey, there is someone here in this area that has COVID-19, just and, FYI. And, and I also know, like, I think that same place and other places have like apps you can go on if you fly into the country where you fill out forms and paperwork that says like where you came from, where you've been. Um, I think they scan something and they take your temperature and they do all that stuff when you come in. Uh, here, they do not do that at all. <laughs> um, when they, we, they started to at first, even, at least with temperature checks, but that quickly mm, faded. Yeah, well, they I think they had signs that that would happen and then a lot of people were like, that nobody did it when you came yeah. off. Um, well, it's also it, because the market, uh, like temperature guns and stuff like that, like mm. have been just bought out by so many other businesses. Right. Um, but one thing, Kel, I'm, interested in also knowing so like we're just talking about like in general what's japan been like this year but like what has also this year been like for you and your wife you know you guys had baby girl just a couple months ago uh i know there's listeners out there that have been either in a similar situation uh or going through that right now what what has this year been like as someone who's expecting a child i mean the quick answer is tough. It's been tough. Um, it hasn't been fun in the slightest. When my wife got pregnant, it's basically it, it. You know, it. She got pregnant in in December, and then around the Rona times when it started hitting heavy, like that's already like three months into the pregnancy, right? So then, you know, anyone, and I'm pretty sure Daniel, you know about this as well. It might be just common knowledge, but I didn't know that in that first trimester. Even though you're like one, two, three months in, the percentage to have a miscarriage is actually very high. Yeah, that's why they. That's why. They, that's why most people. It's kind of true. You don't tell anybody about the pregnancy till after those exactly. three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, like, I, I called Michael. Hey, Michael. Hey, dude, I, <laughs> oh no, no. I, you're I, gonna. I, you're I, gonna I, tell. Yeah, you're I gonna know, tell you, your you, boy. You, you're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah, tell you your tell, boy. You, you're gonna tell. <laughs> you're gonna tell. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah. But. Um, but it's been very stressful in the sense that one, <laughs> you know, my wife, she's a nurse also. And during this time, like during um, everything, like up until June, um, she was still working, even though she was pregnant. Luckily, the hospital that she was working at wasn't getting an influx of patients. But at the same time, like there really wasn't any testing either, you know, at the beginning. But it was stressful because in the month of April, when the government had the state of emergency shutdown, I was actually, at first I was working at home with my, the company that I work for, but then um, I actually started going out and going into some locations to film content, do live streams and, uh, you know, create YouTube videos and things like that. And uh, one of the people that I was working with, like everything was fine at the beginning. And then at the end of it, we realized he had like a fever of like 37. And then like we were supposed to do some more work and then we realized his fever went up to like 37. I'm sorry, that's Celsius. Uh, I don't know. Pretty. Mike, I can see Michael Googling that's right 90, now. That's 98.6 uh, is 37 degrees. Yeah. So basically yeah, at the end of us filming, he was like 37.7. Me so and, he almost had a 100 degree temperature. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks, Michael. <laughs> but um, yeah, I realized like talk about celsius like 37 he's dead like yeah <laughs> i mean i understood i knew he's ice yeah, yeah like he's ice man like oh he's free must be freezing um i was like well you had a yeah. you're weakening at bernie's at that point and... yeah for sure for sure 
so there were three of us. It was me, the person that was getting sick, and then this, the other person I was working with. And then like later on, you know, we get a text message like, hey, I just want to let you know I have pneumonia. It went up to 40. We're talking like 102, 103 degree like fever and stuff like that. It was bad. And then because of that, I then stayed home for 14 days and I had to separate myself from Mamina at that time. So like the room that I'm in now, like we would eat dinner and then like I'd have like the door kind of open and it was really sad. We're like really far away, but we're just like eating. She's watching, she's watching TV and I'm just sitting here watching her watch TV. And it's just like, it's, it was Weirdo. so sad, man. Yeah. Can you pass Whatever, the man. salt? Yeah. <laughs> That's a Batman reference. For sure. <laughs> but in any case, uh, it was very, very stressful. So there's that aspect to it. And then, you know, leading up to it, because like if Mamina got sick, we could lose the baby. If I got sick. You, you could it, transmit it to her. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was locked down in this room. It was really, it sucked. But I don't want to say the worst part because it's still very beautiful. But so, and Daniel, I'm pretty sure you can kind of chime in on this as well. Like, you know, at least for me, like the image of like being a father, right? When your kid is born, like I wanted to be there with like, like the, the big scissors that they use at the, like the grand opening for the ribbon or whatever. Like, you know, like I wanted to, I wanted to cut the umbilical cord, you the know what I mean? umbilical cord like ceremony. I, yeah, exactly. It's like, all right. And then the mayor, here's the mayor. Blah, blah, blah. No, I but, named uh, this like, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My whole image ever since, you know. I considered about being a father. It's like, I want to be there. I want to, I want to, I want to hear, I want to be the first person to see the kid. Like, you know, I want to uh, be a part of it, uh, the whole thing. And I don't want to miss it no matter what. But because of, I know in America, if I'm not mistaken, at least in California, people that were having children, at least one person, one immediate family member could be there when the kid is born. Is that correct? Or I believe so. And I think they had to be in like almost like a full hazmat suit when they went in. For sure. I remember. Yeah. I, they, they had to be fully covered almost. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to be there. It, it kind of sucked because like, you know, I, I dropped off uh, my wife um, on a Sunday and then um, <laughs> it, the story is kind of funny. I don't know if you guys want to hear the story, but like, sure. so yeah. So basically, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't a thing where like, oh, we're the water broke. We're going into labor. Go to the hospital. Uh, we actually we did like an inducement. So like they take like the the hormone mm-hmm. or whatever, and then, everything was kind of scheduled. That's kind of how ours exactly. was. Exactly, all of ours okay. were kind of scheduled. Perfect, perfect. So, um, so you know, we we were going through that process. So it started on Monday. So I dropped her off on Sunday. It's like see you later, all right? And then on Monday, yeah, like <laughs> literally, it, like it, dude, like it, 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 it is funny. Like you're dropping it is funny, your coworker right? off at their house, like, like, but, but literally, it was like I, I brought her to like a, a point, right? I went to the mm-hmm. second floor of this hospital, and then like I dropped her at the nurse station, and it's like see you later, like, right? It was literally see you later, like I, you know, I couldn't go past a certain point, and then that was it, and then I'm just like texting her and stuff like that, but it is kind of funny. See ya, <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> and then but, you uh, went to a strip club. <laughs> Call if you're gonna be a little late. <laughs> yeah, I think I went. I think I went to ramen that day. I definitely, definitely like the two days like that. I wasn't that she wasn't around. Like I had ramen, I had like sushi. It was just a uh, a cornucopia of great food, but um, <laughs> filled with with joy. Um, no, no, no. So Monday they you know start the inducement. And Michael, if you don't know what that is, basically like. Making the yeah. contractions happen. So the contractions were happening yeah. all day. Nothing super heavy. At the end of the day, there's like a cutoff point. It's like, all right, well, we're, we're not going to give you the medicine anymore. 
uh, let's go to, to, to the next day. So, you know, I'm texting her, you know, we're texting like that. So then now it goes to uh, Tuesday and, you know, I'm so nervous. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like I'm worried about Mamina, you know, cause like, you know, there's still like, you know, we have all this modern technology, but there's still like the mortality rate of mothers. Like that's still a thing. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Like moms, oh, yeah. complications like, that, can always happen. Yeah. That, that's still a thing. Right. Um, but so, you also, know, you know, COVID's happening. What if a nurse has COVID or something? Sure. Like, there's so much you're reason also, for concern. You're also not there. And so, yeah. like, um, your head yeah. is going to think, you know, giant serpent monster coming out. You know what I mean? Your your head goes everywhere <laughs> um, when you're not right yeah. there. And I'll tell you this. It's so weird. And obviously, get back to your story in a second. Is my first thought is, like, you got lucky because I was bored to death sitting there, like, <laughs> waiting for a kid to be born. Because, like, the first time with Nolan, my wife had to be... Um, uh, admitted because her blood pressure was like super high. And mm. so they were worried about having any kind of physical issues or anything like that. And so we had that. And so it was still scheduled because like it was like three weeks before Nolan was expected to be born. And mm. so it, we ended up having to do a C-section because it just, we they tried to induce and all this other stuff with Everett. We knew because Angie and Angie, Angie had had a C-section before she had to have another, it was just, she was going to have another one. She just, just had to. Yeah. So we, we scheduled the C-section and so we go in there and I'm, you're literally, I'm literally just sitting there and you're just waiting. <laughs> and like, <laughs> but at the same time I'm sitting here going, if they wouldn't have allowed, obviously being there is different, but like if they hadn't let me in there, if I hadn't been there for like the moments before, I I probably would be just like you, like what's going on? And I'm like, wow, I'm so like selfish, like in a way, like, and even when you said I wasn't there for it, like I already started crying, like almost like, like I can't even imagine not being there. And I'm so sorry that that happened during this time and you weren't able to be there, but please finish your story and I'll finish crying. For sure. For sure. For sure. Man. Go grab a box of tissues. It gets better. It's going to be an emotional, uh, like, be an emotional no, episode. Yeah. It's, yeah, we're, we're going deep, ladies and gentlemen. But um, so I was, you know, the thing I was like, I'm texting her and I'm calling her, you know, and then like we're talking here and there throughout the day. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm not getting any replies back. Right. So I and then I try to call her and there's no answer. And then now I'm like, all right, something's happening. Either she's you know, not doing well or, you know, maybe it's going down and I don't know. Right. So then there's like literally of just three hours of just nothingness, no communication, no nothing. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. What's, I, oh. I, I don't know what's up. So like, all right, well, I'm going to try and distract myself. Didn't work. Around six o'clock, finally get a call from Mamina, my wife, and it's a video chat. And then um, one of the things that my that Mamina told me, because uh, she gave birth at her hospital that she works at. So it's free. Um, but no, a lot of things are Cha-ching. free. Cha-ching. Also, the Japanese government pays you to have children, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but uh, yeah, so she told me like, you know, when you mothers that go into the maternity ward, <clears throat> they're wearing a certain clothes, like they have a certain gown that they're wearing. Right. But then after birth and they change clothes and um, they're, you know, they're wearing something different. So I get a phone call. I get a video chat and I hear like in the background, boom. And like, I see my wife is laying down. She's wearing her glasses. She's like, hey, I'm like, hey, what's up? She's like, hey, look at my clothes. I was like, all right. Hey, your, 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 your clothes are different. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Your clothes are different. 
wait, yo, did you just give birth? She was like, yeah. I was like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I was I like, went bro. out to the mall. Yeah. They got me some nice threads. Straight up, dude. I got some Jordans on. Yeah, man. Like Versace, Versace. But like, yeah, I was like, oh my God. I was like, wow, that's so crazy. Like, I was like, all right. Well, is she in the room with you? She was like, yeah. I was like, show me. Like, let me see. You know what I mean? Like, so then like, you know, um, there's another dude holding the baby. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, yeah, like, basically, once again, this is a podcast. But the first time that I saw Leia, my 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 baby, it was like this was uh, through iPhone video chat. So, um, yeah, it was crazy hearing, you know, even even though, um, you know, I wasn't there, it was still really magical, you know, and yeah. from, you know. And thank God we have like the technology for you to, you know, see, at least see her through, you know, video. Absolutely. And in real time, you know what I mean? A- like, at least there's that. A- absolutely. Yeah. I don't have to wait for like a, like a pony to deliver like a letter to me. <laughs> the polo. Yeah. yeah, polo yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah. A, a sketch drawing. Yeah, a, or, or you look at the mountains and there's like a fire in one place. You're like, it has happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dearest Kale. Yeah. <laughs> your baby was born on day of our Lord. For sure. You, you should be receiving this letter six months after the anyway like um so he is healthy and happy and Arzy has a job is, <laughs> here's his child but um yeah um <laughs> but uh now here's a sketch of your child's child yeah and their child's child's child childception <laughs> Um, you are now a great grandfather at the age of 36. <laughs> you you must be reading this from the afterlife. Um, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> this is getting yeah, so just, deep. Just the, 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 the inception, dude. Just like, anyway, so yeah. um, in Japan. So awesome. Baby's born. Yay. Leia Grace born on uh, September 8th, the same day of uh, Michael's brother's birthday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Hey. David, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good day. It's a good, it's a good day. Well, I told I told David that I'll never forget his birthday, and then I told him, "But you better forget my daughter's birthday, though." Tell you, <laughs> tell you what, boy. No, what you say is your birthday doesn't exist anymore, yeah, David. Yeah, it's all about her now. <laughs> Hear that, Davy boy. But um, so I never said, never say that to him. <laughs> but this is a whole alternative podcast yeah, that we could that's do. That's what I'm saying. Man. Some weird Western, like a podcast that's set <laughs> yeah. in the Western, like yeah. yeah. Tell you, what is this thing in front of me? You don't own your birthday anymore. What is this spherical object in front of me? Anyway, um, <laughs> welcome to the Hollywood Western that, podcast. That's not making it in. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> three two one all right so in japan it's not like america or like california it's like when i, I don't I, i'm just saying california because every single state is different in america i don't know what kind of laws and rules they got there but daniel when you had just say your first or even your second child how long was your wife allowed to stay in the hospital for uh, because it was a C-section, okay. she was there three extra days. Three extra days. You know, if it's a natural birth, I'm pretty sure they just like show you the door, right? And it's like, good. No, you get, it's, uh, it's like two, like one or two days if it's a natural birth. Okay. And then you, you get the extra day if it's a C-section. In Japan, a new mom can stay, uh, in the hospital for five days. 
And within those five days, midwives and nurses, they teach you how to breastfeed. They teach you how to change diapers. They actually like teach you all these things so that mm-hmm. when you get put back into the real world, when you go home, you have some kind of level of preparedness. And, right? and some level of routine. Exactly. Well. Exactly. And, you know, and during this time, you can ask them any questions and they can answer for them. So it's very educational, you know, for, for new parents and new mothers. But because of that, I then didn't wasn't able to see my wife or Leia for like five more days. Wow. <laughs> so literally Mamina was there for a whole entire week. I dropped mm-hmm. her off Sunday. We picked her up Sunday. I'm with her parents. Um, you know, they drive me uh, to the hospital there. And the funny thing is the 45 minutes that I was waiting for her to come out with Leia was longer than that whole entire week mm. where I wasn't with them. The anticipation, I was, man. The anticipation, the anticipation like, again. I was so anxious to to see them and like to see her and mm. whatnot. And like uh I remember um I might cry. Uh I remember like uh It's gonna be I, that episode. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when uh when I when I saw Mamina and uh Leia for the first time, Mamina was was holding her and uh she was so small, you know. And like, uh, it's, it was so beautiful. And I, I saw them. I was so, so grateful and so thankful that, uh, you know, they were okay. And when I held Leah for the first time, like, <laughs> sorry, uh, well, make me cry. It, it's, 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 it was magical, man. Like she's so small and like, you know, in that, in that moment, like my life completely changed, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was so, so thankful and so grateful that, uh, that she was, that Leia was okay, that Mamina was okay. And, you know, all this stress and all this hard work that we did to put in to make sure that leading up to this moment, like it was, it was worth it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was absolutely worth it. I'll tell you the, be- the best advice I got before Nolan was born was from uh, a friend of ours that lived in Florida. And I asked him, uh, I was like, you know, how did you know you were ready? Like, when did you know, like, I'm ready, I'm ready to be a dad. And he was like, honestly, when you're holding them, like the first time you hold them, like you don't, you don't real you only, you don't know. And then something happens when you hold them and you, j- you literally just be your, your, yourself just disappears. And it's literally like, you look at them and you go, I am all about you now. No, like, and, like, like, and it's, it's, it's a weird, just crazy shift in your mind it, when you see. And it. it was crazy. And that, and that very moment where I was holding her, like nothing else mattered around me. Like, obviously Mamina mattered. Like she was right next to me. You matter. But like, but like there was a bunch, there's like, th- there's like three nurses there, a midwife and like Mamina's parents. Uh, and, a, and a preacher. And, and, and a preacher. Uh, and then so was Tom, <laughs> a, a rabbi. Tommy, Lee, a Tommy Lee Jones was there with some very boss coffee. <laughs> I was just walking by. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but like... It was funny. You man, know, Tommy Lee really just gets around. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. Uh, and like that moment, I was just like, I'll say, hey, you know, like, uh, I'm your papa. It's like, it's, like, it's like, you don't know what to say. Like, hey, uh, I'm your dad and you're my daughter. You didn't have like a nicely prepared Marlon Brando speech like in Superman? No, 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 no. Of no. like, you, you will live my life through your eyes. And I through mine and they, all this beautiful they can, beautifulness. No, they, they can be good 
if they if they want to be. For sure. <laughs> you will be the light to show them the way. <laughs> you know, I, I was holding her. I just started crying. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just started crying. And then, like, you know, I look at the nurses. And then I, and then I come to, you know, that, that whole moment of serenity mm-hmm. of, like, the, that, that, that right. tunnel vision that it's just me and you and, and Mamina. Like, that moment, you know, when I snapped, not snapped out of it, but when I came to, I guess, yeah, snapped out of it. Uh, I realized I'm, like, crying and there's all these, like... <laughs> three strangers that i don't know that like that help me out and stuff like that and like and then they just see this big foreigner crying like in a hospital you know and they probably see this stuff every day right but you know i, yeah. I told them in japanese i was like uh, which basically means like hey i'm sorry like i i cried i i accidentally cried i'm sorry you had to see that but uh thank you for helping us out. And I, I thank you so much. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what I, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, Oh, you know, they're like, Oh, no worries. Like, Oh, they're like, Oh, so cute. Like, Oh, you know, like, it's just, it's just like, yeah, this real big man holding the real tiny baby crying, just real cute. But, um, <laughs> right. yeah, and have, I'm sure they see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To kind of fast forward to, to now this whole entire experience, like even though we, you know, things are getting better or kind of getting better, like uh, with this whole Corona thing, like, you know, we're still being super precautious, like, cause it would suck for all of, even now, like the hard work continues. Mm-hmm. And if we are to falter now, all of the previous hard work could have been a waste if Leia gets really sick or like if Mamina gets sick and cause if Mamina gets sick, then Mamina can't breastfeed, you know, and then yeah. Leia can't eat. I mean, there's formula, but you know, I want to give her the good stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so Daniel, so, so real quick. Uh, so, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just going to ask. You know, I said a really know... great transition to the next topic. So <laughs> just let me well, make, just make sure I get to do that. <laughs> well, I'll let you get to do that. But so, I know Everett's a year old. Yeah. You know, you you've had kids and everything, but this year has also been a really difficult for, year for you, and and you have two kids, yeah. right? And mostly been uh, living in y- y'all's uh, two bedroom apartment. Thank, thank God we moved. <laughs> I know that would have been God, really. We tough. still lived in our one bedroom. Oh my God, we would somebody would be dead. I was just saying somebody <laughs> would have died by now. Yeah. <laughs> but w- what has that this year been like for you as well as a as a father to you know Everett's just turned a year um, last month. You know, it's two it's, months ago. It's weird. Angie and I have these like random kind of like realizations um, as as the years progress, especially with like not comparing, but like looking at Everett and how like Nolan was at the same age. And, you know, one of the hard things is that like we, I realized um, before Chris or before Thanksgiving, I was like, she really, other than her daycare and she, she does go to a daycare. It's an in-home daycare, literally always smells like bleach. Like it is clean constantly, (laughs) but uh, yeah, you know, that's the only place she goes. Like we don't take her to the grocery store. We don't take her to stores. We there's nowhere else to go because everything else is closed. So like you know, thinking about that of like she hasn't been anywhere other than here and daycare because she can't go anywhere. And like the difference with like Nolan, we take him to the store and we take him you know all these different places, and like we can't really do that with her. And that was something that's like such a different experience for her that she's really been just isolated at home for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Nolan, he started kindergarten, uh, this, the, or pre, pre, he started pre-K last year. 
And, you know, halfway through the second time, you know, the second part of that, they, you know, schools were closed and they had to figure out this whole new distance learning, which didn't go great. And, you know, again, he's doing it again, but you can definitely see like he's bored and, and, and you feel real bad that everything's through. And he's also, he's in um, a, a dual language program. So he's learning his pretty much his whole class is in Spanish. Oh wow! Um, because he's learning That's Spanish, cool. and you know the teacher. I mean, the teacher obviously knows English, but the the class itself is taught in Spanish, and you know doing that through Zoom and trying to absorb that. I you know I I, I can't even imagine what that would be like um, for me. You know, I, I can imagine how the the teacher must be like when we offered Zoom classes at my at my work, and the amount of energy. And the amount of like, because uh, that I had to put in to actually do those Zoom classes, like it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to like really connect with the kids like through this whole entire through the computer screen instead of being there in person. So I can imagine that it was you know, it's it's difficult for him to try and concentrate or even understand what's going on with this whole computer thing. And it's 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 much better in person for yeah. sure. So it's well, crazy. and also yeah. speaking to the boredom though, like this is it's not like back when we were all kids, if we were bored or whatever, we could at least go outside or go hang out with friends. Or This is so uniquely, you you really can't, especially in a city like Los Angeles. Yes, uh, Yesterday we had 13,000 uh, confirmed cases in one day. And so as a parent, that's got to be like, you, you don't want Nolan to just go and get parked down the street. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you, it's honestly like it's it, there's this, a f- sense of scare, but it's honestly just more frustrating. It's just so frustrating. And, and, and Michael, I think you could you feel this, too. And I'm sure, you know, Kel, you probably feel this in some form or fashion. But like, you know, and, and Angie, I've talked to us like we're doing what we're supposed to do. Like we're staying home. We're seeing very few people. We wear masks. My six-year-old, who won't let us do anything to him, won't let us pick out his clothes, won't let us put you know put a hat on him, will wear a mask because he knows it helps. And I'm I'm gonna get I'm sorry I'm gonna get a little soapboxy here, but he will wear a mask for hours. He wore his mask the whole trip on the airplane when we went to Texas, which is a three-hour flight with no complaints. And he is six. He is, uh, I'm trying not to cuss, a six-year-old. And he does not complain. He, He puts it on in the car when he doesn't have to. And these idiots, that's the best, most like PG way I can put it. People who scream ADA and sheeple and all this bull insert word here bull malarkey yeah. yeah bull malarkey go fuck yourself yeah. like i it is, i am we are so done with people in general it is astonishing i've never been like i just don't like people <laughs> but like mm-hmm. i just i'm it's 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 mind fucking blowing yeah and it's it just frustrates me to no end and because I can't take my kid to see his friends because some idiot doesn't want to go to Costco in a goddamn piece of fabric. Mm -hmm. And it is, 
and, and, and these people who sit there and say it's not real and even on their deathbed when they say you are dying of COVID go, no, it can't be. I'm not dying of that. It's not real. It's, I, I, it's, it's, you can't even process that. I can't even logically process that in my head. And you see pictures of like doctor's offices having like iPads on stands. And that's the way people say goodbye to their loved ones. Yeah. And people see this stuff and are like, it's not real. Yeah. The biggest uh, thing that Sorry. I'm hearing from Sorry. a lot of just No, <laughs> thank you for, it's, for it's sharing just, that, man. It's so frustrating. No, it's good. Yeah. 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 The, the biggest thing that I'm hearing from a lot of doctors and nurses that work at Cedar sinai and stuff is they keep hearing from patients of like, I had no idea that this was actually a real thing. Mm. Like I should have taken it more seriously. And it's like, where have you been? This has been 2020. Like watching Newsmax. <laughs> yeah. That's where they've been. Yeah. I'm going to say one more thing. So Michael, earlier you said, you said, uh, you had how many confirmed cases yesterday in LA? Uh, in 13, LA over 13,000. So let me put it to you this way. So right now we're worried about the amount of cases that we have in Tokyo. Tokyo is huge. I don't know if it's, I don't know what's bigger, LA or Tokyo. We had, we're worried about this spike because we had five, 602. And that's the record high. 602 and everyone's worried. You guys had 13,000. That's insane. On on Sunday, we had over 10,000. Monday was over 9,000. 8,000, and then it's just been building up like, from like there. It, the number hasn't even gotten into the thousands in a, in a, in a day, like in, in, in Tokyo. Even in the worst of times? Yes. Uh, this year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, y- yesterday, 602, or like a day or so ago, that was the highest in a day. We shut, we, wow. we shut down, they shut down the government when there was 120. Yeah. I mean, this, we're at in Los Angeles and California. We're worse now than when we were locked down uh, back in March, April, May. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're just over two weeks out from Thanksgiving and Christmas is on the horizon. So the other thing that I was going to say too, that could also be a part of the numbers as well, but I, I, I don't know how readily available tests are in, in LA, but like, you know, okay, we're just like one million more, like, and not even that, probably like a few hundred thousand more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have like a little over ten million. You guys have like nine million three hundred thousand. Sure, sure, sure. Um, you know, I mean, maybe maybe the numbers could also be you know uh, attributed to the amount of testing that's actually done. We could go down that route, but I'm just saying, like, that's, that's not. That's not. Like, let's, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, that's that's yeah. insane. Yeah. All right, Kel, real quick, uh, just tell me, like. Real, real quick answer. Your favorite thing about Leia? Uh, ooh, there. <laughs> that's that's a terrible question because I love everything, <laughs> and like everything, Perfect. everything Great about answer. her is my, no my favorite. So. Really doesn't matter. Sure. But speaking of babies, let's talk about the twenty twenty election. Here we go. So. <laughs> Here we go. What a transition. No, I just want to. Like, I have one question about this because it's it's wrapping up. It's it's over. Joe Biden won. Everybody knows this. Sure. The Supreme Court dismissed the Texas lawsuit today. Uh, basically, that is, I'm just going to be uh, seditious to a point. Like it's ridiculous. But anyways, was I? I'm just curious from a worldwide view because we've been talking about it the, through our kind of 3.5 social distancing episodes. Um, was there a? Did people care 
in in it, where you are about our election, was there any kind of like just well discussion about it? I'm I'm just I'm just very curious. I mean, from the viewpoint over there, every single station that I would turn on television was showing like the polls happening. Like what you, what you have to realize is that it, it it's not just about Japan. It's whatever happens in America affects the whole entire world. Mm. Oh no, absolutely. And that's, and that's why yeah. I wanted to kind of your, yeah, your, your, what it was like there during our election. And, and even now, like if there's been what, what the discussion there has been, I mean like leading up to the election and during the election, there was tons of coverage on everything. I couldn't change the channel without seeing something about this or that. And like, I actually took some really funny videos of like, uh, <laughs> They, uh, some of like the variety shows, like on, uh, Japanese television, whether it be in the morning or like in the afternoon, or they always like, they had like this whole thing like, Oh, can you guess what song this is that Trump is using for this? That's right. It's the YMCA. And then it like, you know, like, you know, things like that. And, and then like, you know, they had to like break down, Oh, what's, what's MAGA? Who knows what MAGA stands for? Oh, you don't know. This is what it stands for. Yeah. There was coverage like all through October leading up to the actual election and then days after that as well. Now, not so much, but you know, I was surprised. I mean, the thing is like, for me, like I I had the same kind of, actually the same question that you have, Daniel and and probably Michael as well. It's like, you know, you know, why does Japan care? So I asked my, I asked Mamina, my wife, I was like, why does Japan care so much about this election? When I asked her that, you know, it's like, it's, I don't think it's, it's not a Japanese thing. It's, it's a, it's a whole entire world thing. And when, when when she said that, like my main, my mind was like, bam. It's like, oh my goodness! Mm. It makes sense. It makes sense. Mm. I, I was, just, I, it was just something I was really curious about. If, if that was something, just to get that point of view from right. over there. So, uh, unless Michael, you have something you want to throw in? I, I just... no, no, I, th- I think it's you're right in that America likes to think that it's it's the one that rules everything, and and it, it shouldn't be right. Like you said earlier, Kel, that what this year, what COVID nineteen has really shown is how disrupted the global community really is that they're this this experience has shown and tested that like we don't have our stuff together that us as a leading nation that we think that we're so great when we couldn't even get basic testing and uh coordination of care and we can't even get a message trump's administration couldn't get a single cohesive message about the COVID 19 response Mm mm-hmm we have so much work to do. And what Mimina said, as far as like, this is an American thing. This isn't a Japanese thing. This is a global thing. What this president has done through his administration and the disruption that he's caused in the global community, so much was on the line. And I know we won't get, get too much into the politics of what will, what are the next steps and what that looks like. But um, I think that's just really important of knowing that this election really, it, it didn't have to be, right? It didn't have to have been this big calamitous thing, but the stakes were so high that it was, and uh, I think I've, that's really important. I've never cried when a winner was announced of an election hmm. until this year. Uh, like, I uh, literal tears falling down my face. So um, election day uh, came after uh, Dia de los Muertos, and mm. this year f- for Halloween uh, we had. Uh, my my wife Karen has been doing a lot of DIY projects, and a friend of ours, his mother had recently passed, and he had his mom's dresser, and he asked Karen, "Hey, you know, my mother loved you. It would be my honor if to give you this dresser if if you wanted to oh, wow. flip it." And so, uh, we we had this dresser. We she hadn't done anything with it at the time, but for Halloween, 
we decided to set up an ofrenda in our back patio, uh, which is, you know, a table of pictures of loved ones, uh, of pets, of, of people that you and your family have lost. And so we basically thought that 2020 has been a year so much of loss. Daniel, we talked about that in just our previous mm-hmm. episode, 101. And so my wife and I, we got pictures of our family going back generations. Uh, our roommate, Heidi, had pictures of her family that she's lost. Um, and we we invited our, our pod group of friends that we have been seeing over the course of COVID-19 to bring their pictures of their family together. And I just remember on election night, sitting outside and just kind of having my own whispered conversation with my family mm. of, you know, I'm not a religious person, but I, I prayed essentially of just like, please just get us to the other side. You know, like we just need that peace. Um, you know, I'm talking to the company of my wife's family, my wife's father, her grandparents and stuff, just like, so much was on the line and and it was starting to look like Trump was going to win. And I just I just had a very heart to heart conversation with my family uh, and just basically asking them for guidance and stuff because mm-hmm. I was just so scared. And like yeah. you, Daniel, I I can't think of a more <laughs> of another election that has inspired that kind of response from me. I mean, just the world response. I mean, yeah. people were literally dancing in the street when he won. I, I don't think there's been another one since, like, you know, Obama won in 2008 mm-hmm. and what that represented um, for our country. And so, yeah, I think overall it's just, uh, it was a, uh, for, for many, it was a big relief. I know there are those who were very unhappy with the results. Uh, I will not say more about them or that or it, but, uh, uh yeah, January twentieth, man. It's uh it's gonna be a new four years, and that's that's what we needed. Um, yeah. On happier news, like we talked about, we we reached a hundred episodes. Kel was there at the beginning of all of this, and that's why I'm really excited. Kel's here, yeah. uh, for the next little bit. Um, yeah, you know, we we've told the story about how this podcast got started uh, multiple times, and how Michael and I have met, and um, you know, and I, I believe in y'all's story, uh, y'all's episodes. You talked a little bit about Kel coming on board, like you did at the beginning. Um, you know, at the beginning, we did two episodes a week. Sorry, Kel. Yeah, um, uh, over <laughs> over an hour long. Each. Man, <laughs> and and um, we did record. We created a bank of conversations. Like mm-hmm. we we recorded so many mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like hey Kel you get to work help? man <laughs> I was like I can't believe I signed up for this and it was me that I was like hey I want to do this can I do this and then I was like oh <laughs> I'm doing this <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I'm doing yeah, this yeah. Um, let me let me let me say this uh, Kel um, I don't think I ever really got to say it to you I, we've 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 met we've in person met. once yeah, yeah, we met in person once at, at, at Michael's wedding. Yeah. Finally got to see see each other. Oh, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> we got to see each other in person for the first time, which was a glorious moment. Mm. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I, I could say thank you a million times uh, for the work you put in and the effort you put in um, in those first episodes uh, were, one, we had an idea of what we were doing, but also no idea what we were doing. Um, obviously the show has changed a lot since then. Mm. Um, but for you to come on and not, uh, not know me 
and um, you know, Michael coming to you and asking you to do it and you just doing it so selflessly. And anytime I talked to you, you had such a great attitude. You were such a joy just to work with. And, and I consider you a friend and I think this show would not be where it is without you. And I say that with all, all sincerity because you were a foundation of this show. Um, you know, and and I, I I don't think I ever really got to tell you thank you, uh, and what you meant to this show. And so again, already starting to cry. Oh, uh, oh man! So yeah. it's it's been a very emotional two weeks. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you, thank you so much, and I, I truly truly appreciate of it. Of course, uh, what you did for us. Yeah. No. Wow. Thank you. That was wow. Thank you so much, Daniel. That was really wow. Thank you. As a mm-hmm. uh, wow. Uh, I'm speechless, but anyway, yeah, no, I, it was, it, it was, it was fun. Honestly, like it, um, you know, you, was it the, no, 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 it, it, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it was definitely fun because it, um, I had it, you know, one, I got to, you know, me and Michael, like, you know, me, me and Michael, it's me, it's me and Michael. It's, it's good, but mm. I got to get to know you, um, you know, through the show and like your personality and then working with you, like obviously not, you know on this kind of, you know, not actually doing any podcast, but they're just talking to you as like a person. And like, it was really fun to, to get to know you. And then of course, eventually meeting you at Michael's wedding, you know, that I went to Michael, um, you know, flying from Japan to, um, you know, <laughs> he'll never to, let it to, down. to go, nope. to go, to, to and, go to your wedding. Um, but, uh, and he deserves, and he deserves to keep reminding me. Yeah. Yep. You know, but, yep. but, 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 but yeah, <laughs> um, right over. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it was a lot of fun because I, I got to learn a lot um, and I got to improve my craft of wanting to be, you know, I love recording. I love editing. I love all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yes, it was definitely work at sometimes. There was a lot of late nights where I was like, oh, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it's cool because I also learned how to be more efficient with it and create a workflow. And that workflow has actually helped me out in my current job right now where I'm actually been, I've been recording like children's songs that are like on mm. YouTube and like um, like videos and stuff like that. So it was a great experience. And I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. And to see where the podcast started when I was like, put your mouth next to the microphone, please. <laughs> you know, or, or, or like, or, you know, like, or like, maybe you should buy like a, you know, like a, a spit screen. Was it a wind guard? Whatever it's called. A, a sock? Just put a, a just, pop filter. Just put a sock. See, now you know the word for it. Like, I don't even know. You know just cover your mouth halfway. Like, and just, Michael, you got some really hard peas. You know, like, uh, and, uh, but, you know, um, to go from there to see where kind of it is now, like, it's, it's pretty phenomenal. Like, like I, I I look back on it and I think about like wow it was it, it was really cool to be a part of you know the the beginning of this and um to to do it with you guys like uh yeah it was it, it was just great it was it was really fun and I I felt bad that I had to step down you know when I uh when I moved out here but um but you know it was it was great so I mean all our all our, all our episodes would have been a day late though so <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> for sure it makes yeah. sense yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but but, yeah. but seriously, or a day though, early. I, it yeah. can't be understated though like what your work meant to this show actually continuing because uh there's so many podcasts out there that get to the 5 10 20 episodes and then it just ends mm-hmm. You know, the, if, they're that, on, if they get there, if they producing get to, a podcast is not easy. 
Daniel it, knows this. I know uh, that like we all know the the blood, sweat and tears that goes into making something like this. Convincing and, people of that is so hard, by the way. <laughs> like I, like I telling people like, no, you don't understand. Like Michael and I have built this with you know, mainly on our own backs. Kel was there for a, a good bit, but it's you know, from the beginning, it's been me and Michael building this. And we're exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> like we are yeah. just constantly it, it, It's an exhausting exhausted. thing, and so to have someone step up and say, "Sure," like to to just for give no it their money. all for for no money, <laughs> just for for the passion for our friendship, uh, and to say yes to an opportunity and to see us through and to be there to like give me points and tips. Yeah, yeah Once yeah. I started editing and producing the show, it was huge. I honestly don't think Daniel and I would have even gotten to the end of season one had it not been for you oh, oh there's no and and also like you you set the standard for what this show sounds like oh. i mean michael took that torch and ran with it but like you established that like obviously we made sure to buy decent equipment and we made sure to figure out how to use a, 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 a mic and, and stuff <laughs> like that yeah after a while but like you set the standard of what this final product f- looked like and felt like and came together like, and, uh, and, and yeah, w- there would be no season two of the show. Cause we, we would have been like, Nope, screw it. <laughs> we're we're out of here. We're <laughs> yeah, done. For sure. Um, we would have been so defeated. So yeah, I mean, you, you really, we, we got so you know, blessed and lucky that you were there. And, um, and yeah, that is that'll never change. And I can't, I, I literally can't thank you enough. Oh, I, I thank, can't. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. The funny thing is, like, as, as we've been talking about this, like the beginnings and whatnot, and like when I was editing it, all I can think of is like the. That's all, like, and I remember I made like a super cut of that. It's like, cause like you guys would have like your things at the end, right? Like you would say things at the end. Thank you for mm-hmm. listening to the Hollywood Hustle podcast. You know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And they're like, and exactly then, and like have, that. And like exactly have like the bed like in the that. background, like the bed music of just like the, right. of constantly looping it, making it so it sounded good. And like it was, yeah. it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun and like the slow fade ups. And remember to always keep up. The, I don't know. What was the, what was the catch? Keep up the hustle or like, uh, Oh, keep yeah. up the hustle, yeah. right? Always, and then, always then remember. Keep up the hustle. To keep up the hustle. Like, yeah, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've I mean, been yeah. doing, having the same fun yeah. for the past uh, yeah. couple of years doing yeah. that. Again, as well. set the standard. Right. Set the <laughs> structure yeah. of the show. Well, even, even with this like COVID season that we've yeah. been doing, I even have the, during our intro, had this moment of like, oh, it's socially distant podcast. Quarantine edition. Quarantine edition. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's been yeah, fun. It's, it's, it's a lot of but, fun. So, yeah. So, so, you know, a hundred episodes, you know, uh, uh, Kel, I don't know how much you've kept up with the podcast and I, I know you, I mean, I'm sure, obviously you listened to the earlier yes. episodes. Um, yes, I did. You know, <laughs> multiple times, um, very detailed. What are some episodes, you know, that, that stick out to you guys that you, you think will, you, you know, you'll always carry, will always be with you. Um, you always have. I think like I, I have to look at I, I, I don't have the names in my head, so I have to look at the actual podcast itself. But um, Joel Ward, like the Joel Ward was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, I got who is I also at the him. wedding. Very real, real mm-hmm. nice guy. Smells OK. Um, I love Joel yeah, Ward. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, even like the first like the first the first one out of the gate, like I was pretty like like Kurt Mega 
Like that was, you know, like those these those early ones, like the the one part one and part two of Kurt Mega, um, like the know your partner, like the I I really like the hustle ones where it's like the know your partner quiz and like when you guys just banter back and forth. You know, one of the things that the more you like, you kind of mention these because the first one that obviously comes to my mind is Jessica Hanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, the yeah. the very first our first recorded episode. Kurt was the first one. That's our right. First yeah, the episode, oh. quote unquote. But that. Jessica Hanna was like our first recorded episode <laughs> where we're like, we have no idea what we're doing. Who are we? What are I'm we? Having, I'm having um, flashbacks. And we had this. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what <laughs> is this? Cr- cr- <laughs> we had crazy ideas of what we were doing and how we were recording. Yeah. Um, I think we only had one microphone at the time because our Kickstarter funds hadn't yeah. come through. So we had <laughs> yeah, one yeah. microphone. One mic. Yeah, yeah, we had one mic. Um, yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing that I really take away that I learned from like those first few episodes was the realization that we're going to learn something like we're little, like, you know, I, my head was like, we're going to, we're going to interview these people so other people can learn things. Yeah. 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 But then I'm like going like, like I remember leaving the Jessica Hanna recording and immediately calling Michael and feeling like we just writ like we just discovered gold. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, that was so good. That was so good. (laughs) But also on the other side of that, the realization, not only the learning that would come from just the guests, but also the experience gained from just yeah. doing it. Mm. It's it's the feeling you get when you're doing a theater show and you know, you're in rehearsal and all of a sudden you make that discovery of like, oh, that's what the scene is about. That's my objective. I didn't know that, that that's what we're going to do. And so that experience of like the finding what that groove would be. Mm-hmm. was also just so yeah. exciting. I, I remember when uh, I was editing that first one, like, uh, I don't, I think that's when I was like, Hey guys, can you make sure to like record in mono please? Cause like, there was like, there was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I literally remember yeah. that. Can, can, like, can you, can you record that, yeah. in mono? Cause like, at, like at, towards the end of that interview, Oh my God. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm these <laughs> for anyone that's ever edited anything and like oh, any audio, like it's it, oh, that first episode, it, it was like, just as far as like the actual technical audio part of it, it was a mess. <laughs> it, yeah. But but like what there, like there was I don't know how it happened, but like literally towards the end of the interview and like a really important part for some reason like the left side just like it cut out. Like you can hear it from the right, but you can't hear from like the left side of the headphones. I was like, what happened here? So then I remember like all right, I had to take the track, I had to like copy it. I had to pan it over to the other side and then I had to make it a mono track. I was like, and then like, and then I had to splice it in so that it, without affecting all, cause I, I found it late game. <laughs> like I had to splice it in so that it, it grooved well and it meshed perfectly together. And you can't tell, like, it wasn't like an abrupt jump cut. So like, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember I sat there for 15 minutes trying to, Crying. Like, I'm, I mean, the, 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 <laughs> openly the, the, weeping. That was just every time, but like, um, <laughs> just, just like, yeah. But uh, I, I sat there for like a really good minute to, to make it sound because I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to this kind of stuff. Because maybe like your general what a listener maybe wouldn't really notice this kind of thing, but like these those little like discrepancies of like continuity really bother me. So I remember I sat there and tried to make it sound as flawless as possible without hearing like the 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 mess up and then adding in like the spliced audio and um yeah it, 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 but th- but those things that's what i was like talking about earlier it's like learning these things and getting these skills on how to handle these kind of situations like if that ever happened to me again i know how to do it 
You know what I mean? It it, it forced me to look it up. It forced me to learn it. And like, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, like I said, I remember calling Michael after the Jessica Hanna interview. And I remember the first thing I said was like, holy crap, that was yeah. great. Yeah. And Michael was like, yeah. And I think we were just both like, we actually recorded something like we, mm-hmm. cause we'd been talking about it yeah. for like three months at, at that point. And I think it was just this moment. And I was like, and then I was like, Michael, you're going to be on like the second episode. Mm-hmm. Like I want you on the second Kurt episode. Kurt Mega was my first. Yeah. Uh, because I was episode. like, I want you on the episode. Cause I felt like just me and Jessica, even though it was a great conversation, I felt like it needed something else. It was missing something. Um, it, Cause it just felt similar. It's similar to the first episode needed something different. Yeah. And I was like, Michael, you're going to come on the second episode. Cause I don't even remember what the plan was originally. If with, with you being on Mike, I, I honestly cannot remember. And I can't I, remember. I just, either well i i remember it would be you and the guest for Mm -hmm. like part one and then i would come in in part two but we didn't i believe we didn't do but we didn't do that like because i think it started that way at first but then okay i started Ah, interjecting i think that's how that's how it was that's how it was supposed to be that's right oh yeah you can't that's right you kept wanting to say stuff so i kept turning and it would be it would literally be it'd be mike like or kel would just here. have to turn up the like, background yeah. oh, my, sound. See, oh my god see, like, that's, i would that's like right. turn the mic that way and michael like yes i would i really liked uh that play that you did and i just want to say uh yeah okay cool all right well bye. there was there was the interview with ashley mary nunez when we found out when i found out that she was from back oh, yeah, yeah that was oh that yeah. was a great yeah that was a good one yeah, yeah, yeah. that was during the first episode that was during that like was, the the first part right yeah it was for yeah. the one-on-one yeah. and yeah like you're yeah, that was one of the best reactions i think that if there if we had like an award show if we had like the hustlies and you 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 know and one of them <laughs> was like be, not best to be confused on, with the nestles you know, sorry like, like <laughs> the nestles um the if you, the best on like audio reaction captured reaction that would win hands down and and I look I'm so honored to have been there and seen that moment that no one else will ever see because it yeah. was so funny seeing Michael's reaction when she said she was from Vacaville. Mm. It was glorious. Well, Kel knows yeah. like if someone else if you're out in the wild and someone says, "Oh, I'm from Vacaville." It's it's mind blowing. Um that's but, I think that's transferred over to me now because anytime someone says they're from Vacaville, I'm like <gasps> I, I I know someone from Vacaville. Like it's a yeah. weird. Like I know someone from Oz. I, <laughs> yeah, I remember there was a time that this is completely unrelated, but about Vacaville. Um, so related. Um, <laughs> it was a time when I when I visited the Philippines for the first time in 2010. I was in Manila, and I went to like they call it Mall of Asia. It's a very very big mall, right? And there was a there was this random dude standing outside the Mall of Asia wearing a Vacaville Bulldogs high school shirt. And I was like, what? "Wow!" And I said, "Are you what are, are you chances? from Vacaville, dude?" He was like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What the heck? That's so crazy!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the chances? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, but, but it's also what's been interesting is, and I I remember working with you, Daniel, on this of just like, we're in control. Like we're the ones producing this thing. Like we have our certain standards of like what we hope to accomplish but ultimately it's our show and i remember having that conversation like kel was just so exhausted and just being like daniel i think we're gonna have to change the release schedule and i think it's just it's that natural phase as when you're creating something when you're creating content and stuff you just learn of like oh i can navigate where the river goes Mm -hmm. 
It like Absolutely. I don't have to just be be victim of the current or whatever. I can choose how it goes, where it winds and stuff. And and once we started understanding that and we had an initial approach of what we thought Hollywood hustle would be, but then once we started kind of relaxing that and seeing like, oh, what else can we talk about? What else can mm-hmm. we explore? It all of a sudden expanded oh, yeah. our, our reach of guests and the conversations that we had. I remember we when we started, it was very fit. Like we would talk about Los Angeles a lot, where the mm-hmm. places that you go yeah. um, for comfort, where, where are, we talked about the f- physicality of the mm-hmm. city a lot. And then as this show progressed, we started talking about the actual internal hustle Mm -hmm. in a way like we took it away from hollywood necessarily and started talking about the spirit of oh it's hollywood hustle it's Mm -hmm. this spirit this mentality that artists and entrepreneurs have and that all of a sudden expanded everything yeah i think i think one of the things that i'm really proud of is if you really listen to if, if someone sat down and listened to like took a week and listened like season one and then took a week and listened to season two and then took a week and listened to season three um, that all three seasons are different. Like there's a, there's a different, I mean, the overall idea is still there and the overall um, uh, uh, mission is still there. But like we truly had like almost weirdly natural themes happen as we went through each season and we kind of had these natural uh, changes, like you said, that we changed either release dates or the structure of our our, our questions and, and how we talked about things. But overall, it still stayed what it was meant to be. But it's like it truly does change. And so you, you can hear the evolution of the show and our evolution as well as interviewers, as screenwriters, as actors, as human beings. I mean, you, you, you've been married since we started the show. Uh, you know, I've had another kid. I had a kid when we started, but he's now mm-hmm. sick. Like you, you hear those moments throughout. And, you know, I, I think, I think one of the biggest things I learned was taking personally out of this was what it means to be a leader and 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 in all aspects and not just in the sense of being in charge but also like being able to let go at the same time sometimes and i think that was really hard for me at the beginning and as we've gone and as we've done this you know i think as a person i've 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 grown and i've been able to find more of a middle ground in that sense. I hope so. I hope I feel like I have. Um, and, and I think, and, and I feel like I've gotten, I've become a, a better interviewer. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, Michael, you know, I've seen you just be like, you're just, you're just fucking awesome. Like you're, you're <laughs> such a great guy. And like, I don't know. I feel like this gave you, and I could be wrong. This, you know, just gave you such a great outlet to be you and like really just like open up and just explore Hollywood more and explore the industry more. And I I think that that was really cool to see. Yeah. Well, I think there is 
and I've said it before on the show, there's something very intimate about sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, Kel, you you have a, you know, baby yeah. Leia, like what, how she lights up when she hears your voice, yeah. you know, when she hears Mamina's voice, it's sound is so essential. It, the, the, or, and also in the same way, the moment you can hear Leia cry or you hear Everett cry, Daniel, there is something so unique about sound and how it affects us, how it mm. impacts us emotionally. And there is also something so freeing about podcasts in that it's just you and a mic. Yes, it's you and other people, but for you, the the person listening to this show, we could be with this person while they're on a run, on their way to work, after they've, you know, received bad news, after they've received some good news. I'll note one of the things I've just like learning of like how something what we do can impact someone else's life. Mm. And that has been like one of the things that I just was not ready for, that I did not anticipate when we started this show. And Daniel, you and I have gotten messages from people uh, throughout our time producing this show of like learning that we we impacted this person's life in some either big, medium, small way, but like we've impacted their lives. And I'd say not just like guests, like we've gotten, yeah. you know, responses from guests that have just been, you know, just it, humbling. I, I yeah. you know, I think that's the best way to put it. And, um, you know, I, I go back, to, I, I mean, it's so hard to pick an episode again, how, like I said at the beginning, when we were started talking about this, like I was shocked how I learned, I feel like I learned something from every interview. Like mm-hmm. I didn't, that either I didn't know or re- there was something that helped me realize something in me. And, you know, I go back to so many like Beth Ryan's interview and just the, the conversation we had there and um, about, and even, you know, yeah, it's even Ashley, you know, like you mentioned, Ashley Nunez, like going to her interview and you talk about someone who has a kid and, and, and is doing this and trying to do this full time and has a brother who's also a director and them working, you know, you it's, it's just, I, I love hearing people's stories. Like I love it. And that is why I wanted to do this. And that's why I love it so much is because I think people are fascinating and <laughs> hearing people talk about their lives and their relationships and be so open and honest about it um, to us, to str- some of them strangers, like who we've never met um, outside of this podcast. You know, we, <laughs> we didn't know them beforehand and I consider a lot of them friends now, you know, and yeah. and I think that it, that's, again, the power of podcasting, the power of audio and the power of just truly wanting a human connection with somebody and seeking it out. Well, it's it's having that mission, that guiding mission, like ever since we started this show, Daniel, like you had the idea of I want to create a show that follows not necessarily the successes mm-hmm. but the in-betweens and the failures and the 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 hard swings left and right of what it is to pursue the Hollywood hustle and I think what does the interview between you know Ashley Mary Nunez and this interview with Kel Torados like there's so many things that are actually so similar that connect to it all the story of a parent who's willing to do anything that it takes to make sure that their child is safe and taken care of. 
mm-hmm. making sure that the choices that they're making is going to benefit their, their not only their child but also living out to their life's dream for mm-hmm. you know for Ashley it was making movies with her brother for Kel I knew that you want I've known you've always wanted to live in Japan and so listening to people's dreams and finding out the the ebbs and flows of how they got to where they are has been so inspiring and has mm-hmm. affected me so much but also like Daniel, I've watched you over the years as far as, you know, I, I remember you, you were very, uh, I don't want controlling is too harsh of a word, but like you, you want, you were trying to make sure it's that it fine. was the best quality that, mm. and, and that's one of the things I respect so much about you is that you work so hard to achieve such great results and it's all absolutely earned. Like, Oh, Kelly, you were about yeah, to say Yeah, I mean, something? like, you know, I think, we, you know, you guys were talking about the people, this and that, but like, but, but I mean, coming from my perspective, but also like you too, like Michael, Daniel, like you, you, you guys, like the, these interviews would, well, obviously there's the hard work aspect of it. There's the whole networking thing that goes along with it, but just like the charisma and the aura that both of you guys give off, it's, 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 you know, it, it's like moths to, to a flame, you know, it's like you, you are people that like, I love being around you guys. I love like Daniel, when I first met you, like, you know, it's like, yeah, I could, I could have a beer with this guy. Like he's, he's super cool. His beard is amazing <laughs> and he smells good. Um, but, <laughs> Thank you. but I appreciate the smells yeah, for, good, sure, that, for, that, sure, that, for sure. For sure, man. I want to, I want to make sure that the, the, the listeners understand, uh, but no premium yeah. boss coffee. <laughs> Idaro. Uh, I felt like yeah. we hadn't mentioned. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good callback. Good callback. It's like Arrested Development. Contractually, contractually yeah, yeah, obligated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the 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 hard work that you guys have put in, um, the 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 kind of people that you are, and the way that you communicate with people, and the way you convey information. Like when I when I heard Daniel, like when I, when, you have a very very good radio interview, like voice and it's it's very it's very charismatic you. you're welcome and um don't don't you might not be able to walk out the door don't want to go to your head too much but um <laughs> just, just, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah. well this show's yeah, over bye but you know um you guys as a duo really drove this whole entire um podcast along and not only did you were you able to get really great people to interview, like I'm pretty sure they wanted to do the interview with you guys because of um, who you are as a people. And I think that's, you know, unfortunately, all the nice words that I want to say, like it's not coming to my head for some reason. But the point I'm trying to make is they're all coming to your head in yeah, Japanese. It, unfortunately, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. But like, uh, like, like that's not even too far off. But like, you know, you guys should really, you know, really appreciate the hard work and the, the the kind of people that you are to be able to make something like this happen like when when from from the first episode that like you know we were joking about it earlier but like you know from where i heard the quality of like the first episode and then what you brought like even though that the the the, the recording quality wasn't good the content is great and every single interview that you guys have ever done it's a very you know the way you would approach the interviews, Daniel, is very methodical. Like the the input and the way that Michael would approach the interviews, it's like it's both of you guys working together and kind of making this happen. It was, you know, even though I'm editing the audio and I'm listening to it over and over again and I'm worried about peaking and all this kind of stuff, but I'm just like, 
you know, there's moments where I'll pause and like, this is great. Like, it's crazy that the, you know, my best friend from like childhood, you know, created this thing and I get to be a part of it. And, uh, this this good smelling guy like um you know he's, he's <laughs> even through the mic I could just like tell like you know good. like uh but, but yeah like it's I don't know maybe I'm being soapboxy now too maybe I'm talking in circles no, I but appreciate you know, it's like you guys are awesome that's why we're keeping you on right now well it's just it, a... <laughs> it reminds me though Daniel of our roundtable with AJ Meyer and Trevor Algott mm-hmm. from Inside Acting and I remember one of the things that I told them was that. As much as I appreciated the guest interviews and I did learn a lot from them, for me, what kept me coming back as a listener was the hosts and Mm -hmm. following that much larger journey Mm -hmm. uh, for both of them. And I and I said that and I didn't even think about like, oh, well, I'm a host of a podcast and I wonder about that. But from when guests have or not guests, but listeners have reached out to us. I remember we did a survey and a lot of the people were that were saying the reason why they keep coming back was for you and I. And that was so mm-hmm. hard for me to initially <laughs> wrap my head around of like, why do people want to know about me? Like I'm, right. I'm, I'm interviewing these people and they've got so many great cool things going on. But then I step back and, you know, I realize again, Hollywood hustle is all about the in between and, mm-hmm. and learning more and more and more that, it is not about the destination. Mm-hmm. It's about the journey along the way. Well, I want I want to I want to kind of plant, bounce off what you just said. It's about the in between, and I think that's something that's really cool about this show. And that was the idea from the beginning: is giving a voice to people who are working their butts off that no one's ever heard of, for the most part. Mm-hmm. That most people probably don't know, outside of Los Angeles at least, and giving them a space to talk about their craft what they've done, where they've been, the things they've gone through and, you know, to give people that space. And I think we've taken on to that. And I I remember the first, when we first talked about this, I think I told you, I was like, we have to be open and we have to be honest because if we're not, our guests aren't going to be. And that people are going to come here hopefully for us and not to be egotistical not trying to be like, they're going to love us, but like, <laughs> we're going to be carrying this thing. And, and, and I, and I want to say it. I, I want to say it after kind of what Kel said for anybody who's doing a podcast with somebody else that hopefully, I mean, ho- hopefully it's a friend. If it's not, that's fine. But the main idea is that, you know, it, it can be done. And that the biggest thing you have to remember is, and this is the thing that I I'm always, whenever someone talks about our podcast, it's not, just Daniel. It's not just Michael. It's Daniel and Michael. It's mm-hmm. Michael and Daniel. And and so I think the biggest piece of advice I can give to any kind of team that's doing a podcast or even like a YouTube channel is you're a team. It's you and this other person. And when people see your show, see your brand or see anything that represents you, you guys are now inexplicably tied forever mm. with this. And when people, and to me, that's a compliment that mm-hmm. people are like Michael and Daniel, Daniel and Michael, because it means they, they, one, they liked both of us. <laughs> like then they're, they're not like, just like <laughs> Daniel and this other dude, Michael or the vice versa, <laughs> you know, they appreciated both of us. And I think that's, that's so important. And I think that shows why this show 
and again, pat. I mean, this is going to be a huge pat on our backs, I guess, but why this show has gone so long is Daniel and Michael. Michael and Daniel. It, it all, it's, you know, full transparency. We don't get much money from doing this at all. We've no. <laughs> really lost money <laughs> in some ways. You could think about this, but think about it I've that way. Sleep. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so have I. And I know Daniel has as well. And, Ugh. you know, so we're not doing this for the money. And we're doing it so, for the fame. <laughs> we're not and we're not famous. We're we're, we're not yet at that like uh Apple Podcast number 1 top 10 <laughs> slot. Uh, we're, we're we're climbing the slowly as Look out, we'll look out Joe Rogan. <laughs> look out Joe Rogan. We're hot on your heels. <laughs> Conan O'Brien looking like you're going to need more friends cuz we're coming. Yeah, you want um, friends? We got some friends right here for you. But yeah. It's it's for the love. It's mm-hmm. Because this experience is, you know, the, the payment is in the knowledge. The payment is in the experience. And what is really wild to think is that, Daniel, Nolan will be a young man one day. Leia will be, um, you know, a woman one day. She, beautiful. They could go back and a beautiful woman. <laughs> uh, she will. The force will be strong yes. with her. Or whatever they want to be. Or whatever they want to be. Throw that out there. Just whatever. Whatever it is. Beautiful. For sure. Yeah, beautiful yes, either way. Exactly. But they could listen to these episodes one day, yeah. right? And, you know, oh <laughs> what was the, what was dad going through oh, at, yeah. at this age? Or like, what what dad kept saying that he worked on a podcast or whatever. For, like, what, what was this show about? Like, your kids could actually go back and listen to this one yeah, day. Absolutely. And, 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 and not even that, like, just people. Like, mm-hmm. other people two years from now who move to LA and or people who've been here forever can still find this and find oh. the Jessica Hanna episode. You know what I mean? We, and, we see the tracking on our episodes all the time, mm-hmm. uh, especially in this year of COVID-19 where people have been at home and, you know, uh, haven't been able to go out. People have been listening to podcasts and we go back and we see that people have been listening to seasons one and two as mm-hmm. much as they've been listening to three and beyond, you know, and that's, it's unique. It's, Podcasts are so interesting in that it's like audio history. Mm-hmm. You know, can you imagine if like you could listen to um I don't know, like the the uh people on the frontier exploring uh go- as they went west or whatever in real time, week to week to week. What that must have been like. I smell a podcast. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you've been hearing snippets of it already yeah. here, folks. <laughs> hey guys, this has all been one big tease for our next adventure. <laughs> so, Michael, you know, um, on episodes 29 and 30, we had Marcus Friedlander and Nicholas Smith from Leading Lobos. And one of the things that really I took from that, and I've, I've honestly thought about it like at least once a month since we've had this conversation, like especially like when we've worked together is we asked them about working as friends and how they keep a friendship together while working. And I think we were, me and you were both really surprised by the answer. Cause I remember I was talking about it after they left and we were, they say, you know, we had to choose between friendship and business partners and we chose business partners and I'm not begrudging their decision by any means. I think, you know, everybody makes their own choice on how they want to work together, but 
I don't, I don't know. I, I felt like I know me and you didn't want to make that decision. Like that was not a decision we ever wanted to make. And me and you made this decision a long time ago that if our friendship was ever at risk because of this, that we would stop and, and, and put it into it because our friendship meant more. But I don't know. I just, I've always thought about that. And I think that's always been my main thing is to, to make sure that whatever collaboration, whether it's with you, Michael, or other people. And I know you and Cal have been longtime friends and Cal, I, you know, we, we built a, uh, you know, a relationship during this. I just, I've always wanted to make sure that you could separate that mentally. And that was always really important to us. And, and I feel like we've done that well. Uh, I mean, what do you, what do yeah, you think? I, I think it was, we had an, a conversation at the beginning because of past experiences where we both got burned in one way or another. I mean, the, this podcast really actually starts all the way back in 2013 when we first met and we started collaborating together on television scripts. I had an idea and you really liked it and we mm-hmm. we built that together and then we l- worked on something else and we had other people join us for... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go, I want to make this kind of simple short film about the Joker and I go, hey, what if we make it way more complicated and we make this long-term series? Well, what do you think and, about that? And that's that? actually really where me and Daniel started <laughs> and former guest of the show from season one, Josh Otter, uh, he was actually... A friend of mine at the time, I had been working with him uh, on stuff. We pitched him to be like the series director initially. And and so you can already start to see like some of the characters that would mm-hmm. appear on this show. But as sometimes film goes in Los Angeles, for one reason or another, people had to drop out. And so you and I were kind of left with trying to, we had this energy that we wanted to create something together. And but we didn't know what to do. And so you came up mm-hmm. with podcasts and, you know, I immediately, when we thought of an, someone coming on board to be an audio engineer, I thought Kel mm. would be fantastic for that to, to edit this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to make sure that I was constantly checking in with Kel because he was not living in Los Angeles at the time you were in Vacaville, right, Kel? I definitely was. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> you were editing Hollywood Hustle from Northern California Listeners, keep in mind, this was, we weren't paying Kel or anything like that. So this was all out of love. So definitely just a lot of love. No, no money whatsoever. <laughs> but, you know, I felt the love. I, I, yes. I, I felt not, not one not, dime. I just want to make sure everybody understands that. Not, not even a one thank you card. Dime. But that's all right. Like, it's like, like, <laughs> just but kidding. I, I feel like we bought you a gift card. I Maybe feel like we did buy you a gift card. Yes. Pretty, yeah, no, you I, did. Yeah, yeah, I think like after the, no, you like, did, right you did. Before, that's right. Yeah. I lied, listeners. Yeah. They got me a gift card. But it was to like Kohl's. So like, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was for like Toys R Us or something. Yeah, it's like Babies R Us. Yeah. Forever 21. <laughs> Forever 21. Let me get the, the finest cubic zirconia. Let's go. But anyway, right. I, I remember just constantly checking in with you to see, hey, how's it going? How's yes. the workload going? Like, are you hitting any snags? Is there something that Daniel and I could be doing better? And then ultimately, we did have that conversation where we were releasing two episodes a week. You said, hey this is too much. We got to adjust. And and Mm. for me, at the outset of this, friendship was the most important thing, especially Mm. when I'm collaborating with longtime friends. Like I want to make sure that this is as good of an experience for me as it will be for Kel and, and vice versa. And I think from the beginning though, I really respect you, Daniel, and I really appreciate the, our friendship. And I've always just 
wanted to make sure that no matter what happens on the podcast or any of our other endeavors, that you and I as friends can can keep going, can keep lasting and stuff. Because really, that's where everything comes from. That's where the work comes from. That's where Hollywood Hustle and all these scripts and stuff that we've collaborated together on have come from. Um, and really, for me, you don't get any of that without the friendship. I understand why Marcus and Nick made that choice. And we also had this a similar conversation mm-hmm. with Trevor Algott and AJ Meyer from Inside Acting for our Inside Podcasting Roundtable discussion. And they had a similar conversation where I, I guess they didn't have that, hey, here are some boundaries on the outset. And so that led to some tension uh, as they continued on with that show. Daniel, uh, well, you know, what do you I, think about that? I, sorry, sorry, real, real quick. So, well, you know, the first thing when we just first started collaborating, just in general, the first thing I told you is if we're going to do this, I, I have some uh, pro- provisions <laughs> for collaborating. Mm-hmm. And one of those provisions was communication. Like if you're mad at me, if you're feeling frustrated, if you're upset, if you're, uh, you know, whatever, if you're feeling any negative emotions, talk to me. Like do not hide it. Do not try to like, oh, it'll pass. Bring it up and talk to me. Because I've worked in situations where people didn't and they let it fester and they let it sit. And in the end, they start hating that person because and I've been on that side, too, where I didn't speak up and you start not liking the other person. And that and to me, that's where the friendship falters out is because, you know, friendship requires really good communication. And so does good business. And that's why I put that provision in there, because. If you start being mad because I'm, let's say you, I'm, I'm doing something in the podcast and you're not liking it and you don't speak to me, that's going to bleed yeah. into our friendship. It's just going to happen. And, and so, you know, that was one of my biggest points to make sure that we are able to keep, not, keep, not, you know, keep them separate, but also make sure that our friendship stays good because you can come to me as a friend and be like, yo, man. You're just being a real jerk right now. And I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Like the way you talked to me in that meeting. And we've had those conversations where like, you would be like, dude, I didn't like how you said this or you, t- you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and, and I think as entrepreneurs, cause ultimately that's kind of what we're doing, right? Like we're, we were trying to create something, uh, out of nothing. And for a long time, you're not making money. So I can't imagine the past three and a half seasons going through this without the friendship, if we were only treating each other as business partners. Um, Kel, I know you've had your own business before when you were living here in California uh, and you were working with friends on that business. Do you have any advice uh, or or what 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 are your opinions on this, of, of this idea of like working with friends uh, in terms of a business or creative venture? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to talk about that actually. I know one of the, one of the biggest things, it also depends on like what kind of business you're trying to create. Right. So like, for instance, I think with like Hollywood hustle and how it all came out, like, you know, if you have the equipment, like you can make things happen, you know, make initial investments here and there, you can make things happen. See in my situation, one, first of all, we were making Kendama. So Kendamas are like a, it's like Japanese skill toy. Uh, listeners look it up. It's really fun. Um, but yeah, it was me and then three other people. 
first initially trying to create this community within Vacaville itself, within like the whole Solano County area to bring people together with that are like-minded, kind of like what you guys do with the podcast, but on the, on the playing field of Kendama, right? So mm-hmm. we would have people from all over uh, the area, even out to the Bay area, like, you know, in uh, San Francisco come out and all the way to Sacramento as well. And just kind of connect all these people that, may have been using this Japanese skill toy and playing it in private and then bring them together um, and see that there's a lot of like-minded people out there. So at first it started off as just like a bunch of friends creating these events, doing this thing. And then it became into, well, this is really fun, but it's also very time consuming, but we should try to push it a step further. Let's actually, let's actually make product. Let's actually turn wood, make our own kendamas, right? Make our own, you know, accessories, make these things that are built up around this brand that we have created, right? So initially, it started off as us having these uh, community uh, events and gatherings, and then it turned into, at the time, there wasn't a market for people actually filming these events that happened, like actual competitions. So then we were like, all right, well, this is our, our niche way in, this is our, our way in. So then we would go to these uh, events and then, you know, film. And then it got to the point where, you know, we've invested all this money, all this money that we've worked from our part-time jobs that we that we have, like, we need to actually start doing it. And I think... One, it's important to start a business, depending on which one, it, what kind of business it is. But money is very important, obviously. <laughs> it's, it's really, really hard to, if you are looking to make profit, if you are making to anything, it is important to have that initial investment and that initial money to get you the infrastructure that you need in order for you to continue on, right? And like, for instance, for a podcast, that's a computer with a recording program and you guys have your blue mics. Perfect. All good. And then after that, then it comes down to the conversation. How are we going to do this? Like how, you know, we started getting into too deep into the woods of, well, the time put in, like, how are we going to pay ourselves for this? Obviously the materials that we have to buy, like, how are we going to find the money for this? And it got to the point, kind of like what Daniel was talking about. It got to the point where there were some situations where maybe some people were working harder than others. We would give people simple tasks, but they just wouldn't do them. Or even, you know, sometimes I'd wake up and like, well, not the you know, not as like the last people that I want to see, but like, you know, I, I don't know if I want to say hi to these guys this morning. And keep in mind, these are like old friends. It's very, very important to have some kind of talk and have that open communication. I think that can be said, like you said, about friendship, even within relationships and everything, because if there's not a level of communication between each other, then, um, then only, you know, what fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. These are the ways of the dark side of the force, right? So it's like you, you got to make sure that you can express yourself in a healthy way. And even when we were doing the podcast. That's Star Trek, right? Two episodes a week. At first it was. Ah, uh, just. Uh, all right, Daniel. <laughs> um, yeah. Live long and force. Um, but um, <laughs> like when we were doing the two podcasts a week, you know, at first when we were doing the one one a week or whatever, you know, it was I was having fun because it's like, oh, I'm relearning how to do this stuff. I'm actually getting better at it i'm researching i'm trying to get better and then i got to ooh, this is a job <laughs> mm-hmm. this is uh this is and i loved it i loved every minute of it but mm-hmm. there were a lot of late nights you know there are a lot of late nights it 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 worked out in the end and i had you know uh eventually you know it got to a point where i, I couldn't do it anymore well one because i was actually planning on moving to japan anyway but like uh yeah uh but because we had that open communication because you know we we were able to talk to each other. Like I, the first time I met 
Daniel mm-hmm. pre-corona, I gave him a big old hug. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, what's up, man? Nice to meet you. I'm Kel. You've only seen voices. You don't see. You hear voices. But <laughs> nice to meet you. You smell good. You smell good. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they do. Say, yeah. I mean, they say anyway, the two yeah. best, biggest so, relationships you're ever going to have or, or, you know, the, the two closest relationships are going to be, you know, your wife or spouse and your business partner. <laughs> like that's, I mean, because you see both of them. Those are the who you see the most, and exactly. I guess you know, now I don't know if Michael and I had an office and we saw every each other every single day, and you know that that you know we didn't see each other every single day. We didn't, you know, <laughs> we we talked almost every single day, at least through text, at at least right, hang Google Hangouts. But um, I think yeah, I think the biggest thing is I think being upfront about what you need. It's like you said, a relationship. What you need from that person. And, you know, and, and then there, there has to be a sense of maturity. If you don't have the maturity to go, this is business and this is friendship and be able to separate those things and, you know, communicate in those ways, you, you know, it's, it's, it's doomed to fail. And thinking about like, you were also talking Kel about profit, right? Like you're, you're creating a product, a physical, tangible product correct? Uh, in, in the hopes to making a profit. Correct. And I think just kind of expanding on that a little bit to get a little like, whoa, yeah. um, whoa. you know, for me and Daniel, at least like we knew uh, at least at the start, like we're not good at going into this for the money. The, the, the profit in many ways is the experience is the knowledge that we're going to get from all these people who are hustling, who are getting stuff done yes, and the inspiration that we can take from that and apply to our own lives. Uh, and I think, you know, it's again, clear expectation of like what, what you're going in for, because if you have one partner, it's like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm here for the money. So when's it going to come? It's already starting off, off balance. Mm-hmm. I think like, um, you know, to kind of build up on that, I mean, that's why I was like saying like at the beginning, it's like, you know, it all depends on what you're trying to create, right? So the podcast, Mm -hmm. you guys made your initial investment, you know, to get that. But like, for instance, at the end of the day, profit or not, at least when you're working with friends, there's that passion, right? There's this like-mindedness, there's this passion to want to create something. At the time that I was creating, that's why I said it's very important to have money when making a business, at least in some (laughs) way, shape or form, because... Then it became like, well, we want to make kendama. We want to do all these things. We want to, you know, go ahead and, you know, uh, of course we want to make money. At first it was about the, the, the scene about kendama. And then, and then it slowly became to work to money because we needed money. But then the need and then the sometimes lack of communication and then all the things that we had talked about before, then it kind of like stack up, stack up, stacks up, you know. And then mm-hmm. eventually it kind of got to the point where, one, obviously the money aspect, but two, the friendship aspect. And then that's when I was like, you know, I don't know if I can continue mm-hmm. with this for the and, sake of all of our it, relationships. So Yeah. And I think that's important of, and I've, I know I've said it countless times here on the show. I know I talked about it with you, Daniel, with Trevor and AJ, but for me, it's the friendship is more important than any product we we would be working on together whether that's the podcast or anything else because this friendship is a thing that fuels me my creativity and makes me happy and i said then and i'll say now if if anything were to come up that could potentially jeopardize that relationship 
I would choose the friendship over that. And I think, Kel, kind of hearing uh, what you're saying is, you know, you got, especially if you're working with friends, you've got to have that line of, okay, if if we cross the dark side, if we if this is the line, as it were, if I step over that, our friendship then could be at risk. Mm-hmm. And you have to do a value check of, is that, do I want to potentially lose this person as my friend? You know, and, and I guess that's interesting that for those guests that we talked about, like they made that choice very early on of we're doing business to make sure that for, for whatever reason, that's the best that we can function. But mm. at least for myself, because I knew that obviously we're not going to be making any money from this for quite some time. Like at the end of the day, I get to spend time with Daniel every yeah. week or every other week with guests. And that's a pretty great way to, uh, to spend some mm. time. That's awesome. I agree. I, I think, yeah. I mean, it's, it's knowing your boundaries and what that line, like you said, knowing that line and, and then, and making sure that if, and, and being, and again, I think this goes with maturity, like being aware of when that happens and being able to go, okay, we need to talk like this just isn't working anymore. So I think, you know, based on the question, can you be friends and business partners? I think you can, but there has to be clear boundaries beforehand and, a clear a maturity. And if that person's not matured enough to handle that, then it's just, it's not going to work. You know, it's also, it comes to mind too, where it's like, you know, you, you want to live, you want to move out. Right. And like, Oh, I'm going to go move in with my best friend. It's going to be the greatest thing ever. And then you're like, Oh, <laughs> wait, 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 <laughs> wait a minute. Seeing you and being friends with you is one thing, but then like seeing living with you could be like completely different. Mm-hmm. So same thing with like communication, but yeah, I don't know. That just came. Yeah, to absolutely. Mind. Well, Kel, I know that you have to head out here in a little bit. Yes, uh, yes. You've got some some fun events going on with the family today. Yes, yes. Uh, Yay, family events. Hooray. But, you know, for the 2020 finale, any hustle support, uh, any nuggets of wisdom that you could provide our League of Hustle from all your experience, whether it's living in Japan to life experience, anything to, that they can take with them on their hustle. Sure. Should I look at camera B, camera A? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> there's only one camera here. So I think like like I had talked about previously on our, our the podcast before when it was just like a one-on-one with you and me, Michael, like I think probably the number one advice that I can give among others that I'm about to say is do not be afraid of failure. Do not be afraid of failure because everything from, you know, learning how to tie your shoes to figuring out how to change a diaper to doing all these different things in life, you know, if I will be very surprised if there's an individual that exists that has been able to navigate the world without messing up once, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's not, you know, and and if they didn't, they don't, they're probably very sheltered, but um, I apologize if you're not sheltered and you've never made a mistake, but um, like, (laughs) but that is the mistake. That is the mistake. Yeah. Uh, But put yourself out there because you, if, especially when it comes to being creative, or anything like that, you know, trying to align it with this podcast a little bit. When it comes to being creative, if you're not giving your 100% of what you want to show the world, then, you know, that, that, that little bit of like, you know, reclusiveness, you know, it, it's like, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's okay to put yourself out there and then for it to flop. Like there's a lot of stand-up comedians, like stand-up comedians aren't always funny. Like if you look at Joe, <laughs> Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan will go out with like new material and then like, you know, the crowd will be silent. It's like, hey, I'm just trying to work on this material. Like, it's like, you have to go out, you have to practice, you have to be forged in that, in that um, fire, that fire. <laughs> and like, just, 
you know, of let Mordor. It, of Mordor, yes, and let it and let it happen. And then if there's anything that you want to do, you can accomplish it. It sounds so cheesy and so corny and so cliche, but literally, you just got to put your mind to it. Because where there's a will, there's a way. Like me coming to Japan, like uh, all the other things that I've dealt with in my life, and like you know, to where I'm at now, now with a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter, like you know. This is one of the greatest moments of my life right now, and it's only going to get better. But I wouldn't have gotten here had I never left my parents' house in Vacaville. From moving out to San Francisco, to working, to going to college out there, to working at the Apple Store, to then taking another job opportunity, moving down to Los Angeles, or the Huntington Beach, I'm sorry, not Los Angeles, but I used to commute from Huntington <laughs> to Beverly Hills every single day, where we had talked about before, I'd literally worked like a block away from Michael. It was crazy. Yeah. It took about half a year to realize that we were right next to each other. But, um, <laughs> and then and then coming back up, and then the opportunities that I was able to come across back in in the bay back in my home area creating a business working at starbucks for a short period of time that was like a low point you know uh creating a business out of that you know darkness of starbucks <laughs> if you work at starbucks it's okay but like um but now here i am doing my thing keeping my hustle up just put your mind to it put in the time don't be afraid of failure everything else will fall into place trust thanks Failure's George only McFly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> failure is just a successful learning experience. Absolutely, that's all it is. Absolutely, and you know, you know, let's say you know that business had somehow just boomed and succeeded and became this big thing. I mean, the idea, like, would you have been able to move to Japan? Would you have been able, you know, be where you aren't? Like, it's all those things that's so hard to see in the moment, and you look back and go, you know, I learned something from that. But if that had worked, then I wouldn't be where I am right now. Absolutely. Uh, the one, the I was, I wanted to quote this earlier on when we were recording, um, and it's like there's this famous like song lyric from this band called "Set Your Goals," and it's like, you know, life is about doing the process and not the results, right? Life is about doing everything or nothing. It's my life, a constant work in progress, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Love that. That's yeah. great. That is amazing, so, man. Thank you so much, Man, Kel. Thank you, th th yeah. Dude, thank you so much for being here. You are yeah. just a, a gorgeous human being, and I'm so happy for you and your family. And thank you so much. Your beautiful baby, who is just adorable. So and, gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't say enough nice things about you, and you're you're just the best. Thank you so much for being on here with us and dealing with the time difference and all that stuff to be it's, here. It's all good. Like it's it's an absolute pleasure, and I I'm always happy to set a, aside time for you to find gentlemen anytime. You can no. be my wingman anytime. <laughs> and premium Any boss coffee. Eat Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Thank you so much, guys. It was a lot of fun. Man, I love that dude. Like, he is, like, just the sweetest, nicest person. And he did, he like I said before, like, he truly, like, how, our show is in structure and sound what it is a lot because of Kel. And, you know, we have so much to thank him for and the work he did just really, you know, I was talking to, um, uh, I was talking to, oh, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody yesterday and I was, we were talking about foundations and I was like, you have to have a strong found. Oh, I was doing a live. I was doing an IG live with my business coach and, she asked me, you know, you know, what's one of the, what's the most important thing when going into a business or doing a podcast? And I was like, you have to have a firm foundation. And 
that doesn't mean it's not going to change as you build. You're going to find things that need to be tweaked and your plan isn't going to always go like it should as you build as you would any building or a house. But Mm -hmm. if you have a firm foundation, you won't have to root up the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with us, you know, with you coming on and I, I don't, you know, I think, I, I think, you know, whoever you want to believe in every day that you said yes to doing this podcast, because I, you know, <laughs> I, I can't see it putting this thing together with anybody else and, and having Kel on and, and we all built a strong foundation for this show together. And if one day you and I have a media empire where we're making movies and other things, I feel Smoking comfortable. Cigars. Yeah. I feel comfortable that, <laughs> we that you know we both could leave the show and and just or not be here anymore and mm-hmm. it would still run as it has because we've built such a strong foundation you know what i mean yeah absolutely and you know i love kel so much i've i've known that guy since i was 10 years old and i am going to be 31 in a couple months and uh you know I, I I'm I'm so proud of the way that this podcast started, and everything that it was and is uh, something created with love, mm-hmm. and with family. And I think of Kel and I think of you as my brothers. Uh, you're you were both in my wedding. You know, Kel was one of my groomsmen. You literally married Anna, Karen, and I. <laughs> um, and kind of jumping back to our previous conversation, that's. I can't imagine just creating Hollywood Hustle podcast if we weren't friends, if we were only strictly business partners, because it gave me so much more than just a podcast. Mm-hmm. It gave me family. It gave me a brother. It gave me friends. You know, so many people, all of our guests that if if I reached out to them and stuff like and, and we have, you know, we've talked to former guests and stuff this this past year, Michael Kostroff, and they were so excited to be back on the show. And because of this truly feels like a family, I think. And 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 with our listeners as well, we hear from them all the time of, you know, how much our show means to them, but also because of our dynamic, because of this community that we've built. And none of that would have been possible. <laughs> If it hadn't been for those first three months of just work, 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 figuring it out, making mistakes, doing patch fixes, uh, being up real late and being there for Kel's questions. And then mm-hmm. Kel, when he did have to leave, doing that handoff to me to kind of show me how to edit episodes because I had no idea. Um, I'd love to think that. If 2021 is a repeat of 2020, first of all, we'll have some issues. But <laughs> I, I, w- I will maybe spend some time like going back and just re-editing <laughs> all of our old episodes um, to to fix up. But you know, I think there was we went into it aiming for the moon, right? And mm-hmm. ma- maybe not every episode, not every interview, we we maybe we got there. We made mistakes. Certain uh, interviews had to be entirely re-recorded or whatever, and yes. I, I know <laughs> I, I don't you know don't want to bring up those memories here. But uh, I, I actually, I, funny, I've talked about that like at least three times with three different people this week about just <laughs> like mainly because people go like, "What are you thinking about using for your podcast?" Audacity. Please don't, don't don't do it. 
Don't, 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 do, don't it. do it. This <laughs> podcast is not <laughs> uh, sponsored by Audacity. Yeah. We yeah. do not endorse. Um, no. <laughs> but but at the same time, I'm so grateful for those experiences because had it not been for those experiences, we wouldn't have learned the proper workflows and the the skill set needed uh, for our later episodes. So, you know, it's it's one of those things of just I'll, I'll always go back to episode one and listen onward and know that was it going to be perfect from episode one? No, but the quality and the conversation and the friendship has stayed consistent. And, you know, I I mentioned earlier that, you know, I think the craziest thing is that like how much you and I learned from every interview we did. And Mm -hmm. I know we always had this fear, like, Oh, if we interview too many actors, it's going to kind of turn into the same thing. Or if we enter too many, you know, interview too many, uh, one of too many people. And, I think you and I were just, again, I think me and I, you and I were really good at always finding the uniqueness of the interview. Like what is, what's unique about this actor or this person that we can bring up and talk about what can be the theme of this interview. And, well, you know, we, we, I think we've both just grown over the last three years or four years. Sorry. And, and just learned mm-hmm. so much about running something and, <clears throat> building something and connecting with people and just ways you, you, you won't, you don't know until someone emails you and mm-hmm. tells you about it. And, you know, again, I was talking to somebody yesterday during that interview, I, I, I said, you know, the biggest thing is you, the hardest thing with a business and with a podcast is you don't know your effect on someone until someone tells you. And that may not be 10 episodes till 10, 15 episodes in. And you get that first email that just says like, thank you for making the show. Mm -hmm. You know, you make my days better. You have got me back into doing something that I stopped doing or, you know, so many things. And that the, 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 the effect of that is just amazing and you know i'm so lucky that i've gotten to experience that over the last hundred plus episodes with you (laughs) you know yeah yeah me too man it's it's been so special and one of the things i'll i knew (laughs) when you told me that it was hollywood hustle and that we weren't just interviewing actors right that we were going to be interviewing the gamut of people hoping to get makeup artists and Mm -hmm. you know Anyone and everyone and actually going and doing that. And even though how vast, how vastly different so many of our guests have been from magicians to casting associates and weirdly enough, it's all the same Mm. in a way, like all of the advice, all of the um, experiences, not, not that everyone has experienced the same exact thing, but the lessons learned and the advice given, you know, it, it's truly special. And I'll always, I'm always going to value this time. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm just grateful that I've been able to do it all with you. Yeah. Same, man. I, 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 
I can't see building this, like I said, building this with anybody else and it working as well as it has by, by any means. And the kind words that we've gotten, as I said before, with Kel here and, and, you know, emails we've gotten and just comments we've gotten from guests after we've worked with them or, you know, I remember sending one, one of our outlines to someone and they were like, oh my gosh, you actually have an outline. <laughs> like you, <laughs> you're actually prepared. And mm-hmm. like the, just those small things that we made sure we did right. That's why, you know, you said people, when I, when we emailed people to come back this last little small season, no, nobody said no because they didn't like us. Mm-hmm. You know, people said no because certain parts of their lives were just super busy or they just right now are not in a place where they they felt comfortable coming on, which is totally fine and yeah. understandable and valid. But no one was like, oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. And like, that's it. Like, nobody was just like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> like, yeah. And so that that it feel, that feels good. One of the things that I'll always value from these interviews and these guests is that it is a true representation of the roller coaster that is the Hollywood hustle. Um, you know, you come out here and you think that I'm going to do one thing and one thing only. And I think you can hear from every single guest, even as recently as, you know, Michael Kostroff, Katie Miles, uh, Greg Crafts, 2020, you can't ever expect the road to just keep going straight. Yeah. You're going to have detours. You're going to have massive things where you have to go off the roads and take the side streets for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. And these interviews have been reflective of that, but I'll know over the past few weeks, I've, I've been thinking a lot about that as well Mm -hmm. of just where my journey has is right now, where, where it's been and where I'm looking towards. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a, a second here actually to share some audio from our previous episode with Katie Miles. Um, I'm going to just play a, a couple clips here and, um, you know, kind of share, share with you my thoughts. Cause listeners know, uh, our release schedule initially when uh, we started, this was going to be, uh, every other week or, or once a week, that was initially the case, but due to COVID-19 and me working in the medical field, Things, uh, deadlines and stuff kept having to get pushed. Um, but your our conversation with Katie Miles uh, took longer than I anticipated. And that was not necessarily in there. Uh, there was a good amount of work that <laughs> was uh, requiring my attention at the office. But the time that it really took was for me processing the conversation that was had. So I'm going to take a, a second here, though, to uh, play, play a couple clips here. You know, success doesn't have to be fame. It doesn't have to be Marvel film. It can just be I'm doing it like I am auditioning. I am getting some certain small, small roles, big roles, independent roles, feature role, whatever. Like you're just the fact that you are out here pursuing whatever it is you're pursuing is successful. 
it can be successful in many things, not just this one thing. And the success, my success is I'm going there and I'm still putting that a part of my life. I'm being successful at keeping that in my life. So obviously that was Mr. Tuttle uh, sharing some really. That was me. That that was uh that was you. Um, that that was you sharing obviously perspective on success and specifically talking about acting. Um, and listening to that, it really made me think about uh, just what my idea of success is. And all of a sudden, it just made me all of a sudden feel like, whoa, I feel like I've forgotten a little bit about who I am. A little bit. Um, I... You know, to be very transparent with listeners, the past year, two years, really, um, I haven't really hustled um, as an actor. I allowed work to not not necessarily because I wanted to, but work really became the forefront for me. And that was not something I had anticipated, but in the day-to-day life of the hustle, you don't notice you starting to veer off course. And next thing you know, you're living a life that doesn't feel authentic to who you are. The job that you're in, the, you know. And and this next uh, clip that here that I'm about to play uh, speaks directly to me in a lot of ways. Uh, I don't want to prep prep any uh, prep too much else, so I'll uh, yeah. get to it here. Yeah, just put, yeah, just play. I think the reason I'm emotional is because I just want people to be happy, and I want people to love what they're doing. And I think when you see people struggling with this idea of what they want, and you know, and hating what they're doing. You're just like, I just, I want you to like, how can I help you get through that and find something that will fulfill you? That is meaningful for you. And and when you see someone constantly like just angry and upset at this current state and still like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's like, I want you to succeed. I'm not saying I don't want you to, but I also hate seeing you like this where you're just constantly upset. So Daniel, I I'm, I'm sharing that clip, uh, of you and because maybe maybe some of our listeners out there who edit get this uh can <laughs> can I- identify with this but sometimes when you're in the editing room you sometimes can all of a sudden start feeling like whoa is that person talking to to me a little bit like or you you have this coming to jesus moment of like i am truly listening and hearing that mm. clip i i'm not, i don't think you were specifically talking to me but hearing that while I was editing this interview was absolutely what I kind of actually needed to hear because I have been so upset with myself this year. Um, I mean, 2020 has just been a, a difficult year for everyone. And we've talked with Katie about the sense of loss that we've all shared and listening to that, listening to you, my brother talking about how in the end, you just want 
people to be happy doing what what they're doing and for me it was just difficult processing that and recognizing that I am not happy yeah. that if, if I can uh Every day, it's something that I'm working with right now and working through of just like, I am just so angry and upset with myself and in terms of how out of control I feel about my journey. My mm -hmm. eyes went off the road for so long that I all of a sudden feel like I don't know where I am a little bit. And I understand that, you know, I looking, thinking back and I hear about or l listening to Michael Kostroff uh, earlier th this year and just kind of hearing his approach of just like, yeah, you know, like he, he as he always has been, he's been about the anti-hustle of just, uh, you know, just focusing on what he does and doing that. And for me, it's that almost that sense of levity. I recognize while we were in that interview, I was like, I wish I could feel that way that i could embrace that sense of carefreeness and not feel so um you know pedal to the metal all the time and that listen listening to katie's episode i realized that i am i've been pushing myself really really hard for a very long time and i came down here obviously thinking I'm going to be on one path, uh, one path, right. To, to be an actor. And I've learned that that is not the true experience of the Hollywood hustle, but it's, it's been this moment of for the past two years, looking at it and being like, Whoa, where, but where did it go? Mm. And obviously life thing, things happen. Right. And there's, there's no deadline that I have to hit or anything like that, but I still feel this innate sense of I don't know where I'm going and mm -hmm. I, I don't know where that destination is anymore and so I say all this to say that I'm going to be stepping away from Hollywood Hustle that listening to, to Katie's interview and stuff just really profoundly impacted me to in a way that it it made me realize that I have to do a value check. I need to reevaluate what's most important to me because I think if one thing 2020 has taught us, it's just what is the most essential? Yeah. And yeah. for me, when we were going through the, the lockdown and, the shock of everything that was going on in this country from the loss of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the sense of like, what is happening in our world? I feel guilty for saying it, but I wasn't thinking about the podcast or anything. Like I wasn't thinking about, I miss that. I miss you. I miss yeah. seeing my friends. I miss being able to live my passion to be able to pursue acting and, and things like that. And I just, and while editing our last interview, I just had this 
moment of realization that I have to step away because if I keep going at the rate I am, I'm going to burn out. I'm going to crash. And I'd be afraid of any damage coming between us as friends. Yeah. And, but also this year has just like taught me how, how much I so value my wife and my family and health, both mental and physical. And I thought going into this mini season that it would, that would kind of like get me back into the groove of it, but it actually in doing so really, uh, shook me to the point where I actually felt like, oh, okay, things are actually falling off the rails even more so. Um, And I, and I, and I do not, do not put any of that on you or anything like that. Um, I, I, I should have been clear about what I was experiencing, but doing this value check that, that Katie Miles uh, shared with our listeners and stuff was very important. And for me, it just means that I need to take care of me. Mm-hmm. I need to, to refocus but I need to to process certain things and get back on track. And <laughs> as as you as you know what the how it goes in this town, it's so hard to juggle multiple things at once. Yeah, and absolutely. and being a father and a husband and a creative and you know a, a new uh, business owner of hustle podcasting, there's only so many hours in the day, and there's only so many things that you can feel like you can actually give your all to. And for me, I would never want to, I would never want to feel like I'm lying on the podcast. Yeah. I need to kind of alert. I need to go back and listen to episodes to start incorporating that into my hustle. Because at some point I did stop either listening or applying those lessons to my own journey. And so it's with a very, very heavy heart that I say that, this episode uh, will be my last for a while, and that I'll be stepping away. Uh, now, for those listening, this is this is not like the first time I'm hearing this. I don't want people to think like Michael's just throwing this this on me like live uh, on on air here. <laughs> um, we had we had, Michael called me three weeks ago, and 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 we talked about this, and um, and and I think we already we had our first pretty much cry during mm-hmm. that time. Um, and you know, it's uh, you know. Like I said, this this thing is would not be what it is without you. Um, it is because of you it exists, and uh, you know I, I told you on the phone you'll always have a place here. Um, you know, Hollywood Hustle Podcast will always be a home for you. Um, whenever you want to come back, whether it be full time, part time, guest spot, fun spot, whatever. Fun spot? Uh, if you just want to throw a. Or, or, I guess yeah, if we spot. do uh, like, uh, the Bean Boozled episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we, we, a gaming episode or whatever. But, um, you know, we, like we said, but, you know, with Kel, you know, if this ever got between us in any form or got in between our lives, that, you know, you have to make that decision. And that's, that's the adult decision to make. And that's the, you know, for you to pursue your dreams, you know, we've talked about, I, I think I've even said it, I stopped pursuing acting because you have to put 110% into it. Mm-hmm. And, 
I was not willing to put that much energy into that. And, um, and that's why I stopped doing it. And you are so talented and such a real actor and you care so much about the craft. And I, I've seen it as you've talked to actors on here. I've seen it. If you've talked to me about acting, when you get roles or auditions or whatever, I I've seen that passion in you and how excited you are when you, you are in any role. And I'm so excited to see you take this time to put the time you would into like, you know, editing or talking to me about an outline or whatever into your acting mm-hmm. and into casting calls and, and auditions and, and actual shows and, and, and projects. And, um, you know, like, you know, like we've said many times through phone and text since you told me, you know, this is not the end of our friendship by any means. It's not us breaking up as friends or even collaborators. We'll still work on other things together for sure. Um, but you know, it's going to be a different show. It's, this is not going to be the same show without you. And it's not going to run the same as it did. It's going to be a dictatorship now. And <laughs> oh, I'm <God>. taking over. <laughs> no, what have I done? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, the handprint, the 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 footprint of Michael Lutheran will always be on this show from the logo to the way it's edited to the sound to everything. You your 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 handprint is on all of it. And um I thank you for a hundred and twenty-four-ish episodes, uh the side hustles including, which you we talked about and you just knocked out of the park from day one <laughs> and the, the, the work you've done editing this show and th- how much you've loved and believed in this show. Yeah. I, I can't thank you enough. Um, but, uh, I, I, I do have a surprise for you. What? <laughs> um, is there a way the same way you can, you, what did, what did you use to play those clips that you uh, just played? I just, uh, double clicked on like that was just like windows sound or whatever oh was that from yeah, your computer that was from my computer okay can you can you go to our g drive okay if anything maybe i'll uh pull it up on my phone here um go to the g drive go into outlines okay and you're gonna see a folder called special outlines special oh there it is okay and there's a audio file in oh there. Oh my gosh. And I want you to play that audio file where you can hear it. And if possible, I can hear sure. it as well. It's 10 minutes long, so it's going to take a second. Hey, buddy. It's me, your boy, Dan. <laughs> What's up, my dude? I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but seriously. Hey, buddy. Uh, this is Daniel. I don't know if you guessed that, but it's me. And uh, I felt like I shouldn't be the only one to be here for this moment to celebrate uh, your uh, love and things you've given to this podcast, but also to show support and love uh, and excitement for where you're going and where you're headed and the new focus you're putting on. And so I invited some friends to share in this moment. I hope you don't mind. Uh, and so here is just a love bomb of support and excitement <laughs> for you and where you go next. A love bomb. I don't know. I don't know if I can get through this, man. I will Am I going to die? 
shelter somewhere looking to be adopted and you're not dying, that's totally wrong song. I'm so sorry. Uh, let's try this one. Well, I heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you Come on, we're not using that song. The song is overused. We're not going to do that. That's ridiculous. This is special for you. We're not going to use a song that's used over and over again. Uh, ah, this one. I love Audio Slave. You're welcome. Hi, Michael. This is Ashley. I am so glad that I stumbled upon the Hollywood Hustle podcast one day because getting to know you and Daniel as individuals and not just the hosts of my favorite podcast has been amazing. You can do this. Listening to your experiences and seeing your feelings about different uh, topics, might it be politics or movies or Batman versus Superman, <laughs> I have loved listening to every episode and I cannot wait to see what you do next. I will always be supporting you here from Maine, and I hope you and your wife take care. Much love. Bye. Well. This is Marcus Friedlander from Leading Lobos. Just want to wish you congratulations on uh, the amazing show that you put together with Daniel and uh, wish you the absolute best uh, on the future acting career. I you know, uh, hope to see you uh, in theater someday. <laughs> if theater still exists, you know, that uh, still remains to be seen. Of course. So yeah, thank you again so much for having us on. We really appreciate it and I uh, wish you absolutely nothing but the best. Michael, it's Greg and Jen. Hey, man. Hey, congratulations on over 100 episodes of Hollywood Hustle. Uh, you know, it's been amazing watching you and Daniel grow this thing since the beginning. We've been huge fans of you guys all along. And, dude, bravo, you know. And we're, we're so happy for you that you managed to hit this milestone. And, man, seriously, if you put half the effort into your career that you've put into this podcast making this baby of yours grow, you're going to be a star in no time, man. We've got nothing but pride for you. But don't be too much of a star because uh, we want you back on our stage when that's possible. Yes, yeah. please. Uh, hey, can you be our marketing manager again? <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. Hey, Michael. It's Melinda Hale here. I wanted to congratulate you oh, on Melinda. your next step in life and your new journey and i um am very proud of you i'm very happy to know you and i'll be rooting for you and i wish you continued success in your new ventures and we will miss you on hollywood hustle take care <laughs> <I'm Melinda. laughs> hey michael it's eric waldman it has been an absolute pleasure working with you, and I enjoyed every minute. This is why I told them really. Podcast, watching movies, and talking <laughs> entertainment with you. You're an awesome person. I wish you and your wife the best, and a happy and healthy new year. Take Aww. care. Thanks, buddy.
How dare you? I w am wishing you all the best, and uh, you were amazing to work with on your show, and uh, you're going to do great. Go crush it, and I, I hope you pursue some voiceover work. It's pretty fucking fun here. Have an amazing journey, and don't forget, if you have a fallback plan, you will fall back. So just keep your eyes on the road ahead of you, and go fucking crush it. All right, buddy, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> as you can see, man, you have touched so many lives through this podcast and just through being you. And that is why I can't see anyone else starting this podcast with me and bringing it to 100 episodes. Like, we have more than 100 episodes. I'm doing the hard work that you put in. I love you so much. And I know this is not goodbye forever. Uh, you always have a place on this podcast, but and I'm still there on the podcast right now with you. But <laughs> thank you so much for making this what it is, and I love you. Oh. Wait, don't stop it. Don't stop it. Hi, Uncle Idol. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and... A good time. I hope you get lots of cool stuff from Santa and have a good Christmas. I'm, I'm sorry you can't be on the podcast anymore that you're leaving. I hope you have fun of what you do next. Merry Christmas. Going to Uncle Idol. <laughs> oh, gosh. Surprise. Your son broke me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I knew he needed to be at the end. <laughs> oh gosh, he really. So he, he's going to take my yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, clearly, yeah. He, clearly. He really wanted to say say a little message to you, and so uh, how could I say? Oh it? gosh. Um. So I mean, the fr the first big question after hearing that that I have is how is my editing? <laughs> that was you. Yeah, I put that together, baby. Dude, well done. Thank you. That was really good. Thank you. But, but yeah. No man, that was that was really so, really. I really well like done. that time song uh, now. <laughs> After listening to it like five times, fifteen times, twenty times, editing that, I really like that song now. Oh my gosh! Honestly, listeners, if you haven't yet, go check out Jack Garrett uh, on Spotify, on iTunes, and he has a track called "Time," which you just heard. That has been my anthem through twenty twenty. Of like, while we've been on lockdown and we couldn't go out, I would just listen to that song when I went on runs and stuff. But, uh, oh my gosh, all those people. Oh man. Uh, I am overwhelmed. Uh, I would just like to thank everyone that was on that for submitting something and, and sending in, um, audio yeah. and, you know, they were all super happy to do it. And even when I had to like kind of reach out personally to some people, just cause they either hadn't seen the email or something, they were all like, Oh, do I still have time? Do I still have time to get something in? And so, uh, I made sure that I made time and even had to like, at one point, like move things around and make sure everything fit. But, uh, I just want to say personally, thank you to everyone that did that and took a second out of their day to, to record something. I, I really appreciate it. And there were several people that also wanted to record stuff, just did not have the chance to. So, uh, but I mean, uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll still listen if they're able to submit, but, uh, <laughs> from bottom of my heart, guys, thank you so much, uh, for those amazing, uh, messages. It's been really hard uh, the past month, two months, a uh, month and a half or however long it's been of coming to this decision and doubting it every second of the way. But I kind of liken it to when you're about to move to Los Angeles, right? When you're 
You're at home, wherever home is. You packed up your life. You put it in your car, your U-Haul or wherever. And you say goodbye to the life that you knew because you're off, you're going to go and pursue your dream. And it's, it's funny to say that because I already live in Los Angeles. I, I have been an actor, obviously, uh, all these years and stuff, but it was their, their words of encouragement meant so much. And, uh, I, I have been feeling guilty very much of, uh, wanting to focus on, on this aspect of my journey. Um, but hearing that, uh, what you put together, Daniel, uh, really helps. Absolutely. Um, but gosh, thank you so much, brother. Hey, Cause, uh, you, you deserve it, man. Like I said, in the thing, like that's, that's people who you've touched like in one way or the other, you've, you know, we, we have truly lifelong friends and associates now because mm-hmm. of the show and because of the contact we've had with these people and not only how we have carried ourselves professionally, but just because who we are and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, you're, you're, you, you are a genuinely just good person. And, you know, I know that like your biggest desire in the world is just to be there for people. And which I think is funny is why you you're in the hospital kind of medical field right now as kind of like your (laughs) supplemental job and thriving job. But you know, that's, that's who you are. You're always that person that wants to be there for somebody. And that's, you know, a, a, a trait you don't see a lot where someone just always thinks of someone else first. And, uh, you know, you're, you're just a, an amazing man an amazing person and friend and brother and your co-host. And I'm, I'm going to miss you <laughs> deeply on this show. Um, but obviously you, know, I'll text you when I'm done recording. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, but clearly we're still hanging we're out. We're still hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're still have a beer, but, uh, but, I, but I, I'm I, looking forward I, to I hope, I hope that helps a little bit. And uh, I hope it, you enjoyed it. It does soften the blow because uh, it is not easy. Making a podcast is not easy. Uh, this path that we're all on is not easy. This year hasn't been easy. But, you know, what, of all of those guests that we've that I just heard from and stuff, they all shared the importance of it's important to pursue your dreams. Mm-hmm. And... Excited to focus on that. You got this, brother. You got this. <laughs> um, so, you know, the big question of like, where do we go from here? Um, and the answer is, I, I, I don't know for sure. Uh, I, I, my goal is to keep, uh, you know, there's still going to be a Hollywood Hustle podcast in the new year. And um, it may just be me for a while because replacing Michael as a host and it's, it feels weird and dirty to even say that. Um, it's going to be really, <laughs> really hard, uh, because, you know, as we're, we've, we've been told by a lot of people, uh, you know, our chemistry is what a lot of people love about the show and love about us and, um, finding someone that I have that same chemistry or a chemistry similar to that is going to be, uh, possibly difficult. Um, uh, 
And so, you know, it may just be me for a while with our guests, but, uh, you know, I hope to keep bringing this. And again, Michael is not like disappearing into the ether. He will still be in LA. He will still be around. And I am becoming part of Hollywood. <laughs> he's right. He is going into the next world. And uh, now he, you know, so he will still come back on the show. Uh, I am sure at least once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, he will not have to edit it. That will be his favorite part. Um, <laughs> oh, thank, thank goodness. <laughs> uh, and, and, and a Karen's favorite part. Uh, but uh, oh, very much so. <laughs> but uh, oh, BT Dubs, did you know that uh, after the wedding, on my mini honeymoon, I was working on our Halloween episode. I did not know that. <laughs> That's when we when we released it and stuff. I was doing final touches for uh, my mini honeymoon. Mini so honeymoon. she'll be she'll be excited. Very excited. Um. So yeah. So yeah. stay tuned. The, you know, we're not going anywhere. The show's not going anywhere. Um, it'll be on the same bat channel, same random bat time, bat time. Yeah, Tuesdays, hopefully. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, Michael, hundred episodes coming to the end of this finale, uh, any kind of just final advice that you want to offer to our listeners? Well, I know in this last segment here, I, I have shared, uh, good amount of perspective and stuff, but I think I'll touch on something that we've been talking a lot about in this episode. Don't ever pass up the opportunity to work with your friends. If, if your friend has an idea for a show, ask, Hey, how can I help? Uh, if you know, they're, if they're wanting to record a podcast, Hey, I, I, you know, if you if you if you know how to edit a podcast, well, that's that's great to help out with. But you always try and be in, of service to each other. I think one of the things here at Hollywood Hustle we've found is how important community is. How important it is to whether like you're Ashley Mary Nunez and Todd Nunez working with family to create work, or uh, people like Josh Otter, or so so many of our guests have shown of the the simple task of asking others hey what's your dream what do you actually want to be doing let's do something where you can actually do that um find your tribe find ways to help each other and that i think will always yield the purest and most uh beneficial results um i'm so proud of my time here at Hollywood Hustle and it never would have happened had my friend not come to me and and asked if I would be interested. So uh, if ever you're given the opportunity to create something, do it. If there's ever a chance where you can gain knowledge, um, any any type of career advancement or whatever that you can add to your toolkit, take it uh, and and follow your tribe, support your tribe. Uh, what about you, Daniel? Um, man, uh, oof, um, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing I've learned, man, there's there's so much. Um, listen to yourself. Um, that's a big one. That's kind of where I keep coming back to. And if you have an idea for something, 
give it a try and and see what comes of it. And you know, if if your heart says you know, ask this person for help, help then, and you have good reason to, then ask them for help and see how what happens. Like Michael said, if you know, you want a podcast, ask a friend to help. You know, listen to yourself if you feel you need a break. Listen to yourself if you feel like you're hurting or being weighed down or over you know overworking or you know you're super happy and you want to keep continuing and building on something that you didn't think you'd want to like just listen and be okay with accepting what you're hearing because you don't know what's going to come out of it um yeah i think that's the biggest thing i can offer and and if i could just add piggyback on that point yeah, a little bit if you don't listen to that voice and you keep pushing what you're feeling underneath the rug, it's going to build mm-hmm. and will ultimately really deter you from what you actually want to be doing. So I think that's a really, really big, important one. Um, before we, we go, uh, you know, we wanted to real quick, you know, again, over a hundred episodes um, and you heard some of the people on the thing from Michael, um, you know, I, I think Michael, and I just want to thank, all the people that have been a part of making this what it is, you know, we're, we would not be a show without our guests, without people that have helped us over the last hundred episodes, uh, hundred plus episodes. We, it wouldn't be a show. And, uh, you know, we just want to take a quick moment to thank everyone that's made this show what it is. Yes. So from our guests, Kurt Mega, Jessica, Hannah, Joel Ward, Kim Tillman, Ashley, Mary Nunez, John Christie, Josh Otter, Eric Knight, Alyssa Carter, Jazz Trice, Ali Williams, and Marcus Friedlander and Nick Smith from Leading Lobos. Uh, Shalon and Izzy Coffey, Todd Nunez, AJ Jones, Michael Tucker. Mikey Tobias, Trevor Algott, AJ Meyer, Grace Gordon. Moon McMillan, Alexander Boylan, Beth Ryan, Megan Lamontagne. Jillian Leff, Brian G. Peters, Gigi Cesari, Shelley Shinoy. Jason Altman, Eddie Firth, Heidi Dean, Helena Santos. Gregory and Jen Crafts, woo! Uh, Hillary Levi, Michael Kostroff, Katerina Vanderham, Nicole G. Lear, Heather Dowling, and Michelle Barton, Brandon Collymore, Megan Fitzmartin, Mark Pearson, Danielle Eskenazi, Allison Tolman, Hollywood Resumes, Angela Selak, and Cindy Kaplan, Sarah J. Egan, Brendan Ugama, Christine Aller, Melinda Hell, and Katie Miles. All of you, every single one, thank you for opening up to me and Michael, to our listeners about your struggles, your successes, your journeys, your amazing humanity and 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 just the beautiful people you are and how you just and and the love that you have for what you're going for and your 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 passions. Um the sh- the show would not be here without all of you taking a chance on these two guys. Um <laughs> You know, most of these people I reached out to just out of nowhere and, you know, they said yes. And, oh man. And I'm so thankful for that. And, um, and, and just thank you from the bottom of my heart. And then, uh, these people that I'm about to list off, these people, uh, we always refer to, uh, the people who work on this show as, Team Hustle. Uh, that is our our mantra for the people that have put in hours upon hours upon hours uh, helping us out from social media 
to helping us out with marketing, to working on audio for the show, to giving us advice on what we're doing, to helping build websites, uh, and spent hours with Daniel and I watching movies during quarantine. Uh, these people are all amazing and we love them so much. So really big thank you so much to Kel Torados, Mike Tobias, Eric Carroll, and Katra Parkman. Arnobi Day, Linux Knight, Kate Cassidy, and Eric Waldman. Um, again, your your footprint, your handprint is on this show as well. Um, you know, we wouldn't have our PR photos without Eric Carroll. Mike Tobias built our first website and has just been uh, the best uh, auxiliary player for us on this show. Mm-hmm. Um, he he has been a ghost co-host yes, from time to time. Yes, and he <laughs> uh, and I, I will say like Mike Tobias and Eric Carroll, um, if I can. I, I knew them from college. I went to college with them in Texas and they moved here before we did. And, uh, you know, again, just two of the nicest people who, you know, I was so lucky to know when I moved here and still have as friends. And I, I thank you, uh, Linux, Arnobi and Kater who came on to help with our social media at different times. You guys are awesome. Um, thank you again for your assistance and what you've done for the show. And of course, Kate Cassidy and Eric Waldman, who are t- our current team hustle. Um, you know, we wouldn't have gotten through this quarantine without you guys and our Netflix nights <laughs> and, um, and our social media is just, is, is still there. Thanks to Kate, <laughs> like genuinely thanks to <laughs> Kate. Um, she is so awesome. And I, you know, both of you are just, the best. And I'm so blessed that I met you guys and were able, was able to introduce you to Michael and bring you on this show. Um, yeah. And I, and I can't think of better people to be leaving you with, to, to be there, to help support you through this next transition of the show. Uh, this next chapter, uh, Kate and Eric are so passionate about, artists and entrepreneurs and supporting each other in the Hollywood hustle. Um, they are both incredible people and uh, I'm going to really miss uh, our, our group sessions and stuff. I know we can all still hang out. Obviously <laughs> we don't need a podcast to hang out, No, but uh, you know, they're all these people are just so damn awesome. And uh, for all of you who have listened for one episode or a hundred episodes or 124 episodes, um, I, I mean, thank you. Um, anybody that's ever reached out to us on Twitter or on Instagram um, with just kind words of support and how the show has touched you in any way, you know, you guys are genuinely why we're still here. And why we still do this, why we went from 10 episodes to 20 episodes and 20 episodes to 30 episodes and, and 30 episodes to four, and so on and so on. You guys are the the reason for that. And, um, and uh, I thank you. And we both genuinely love you. Uh, we wish nothing but the best for you and your family this holiday season. And through the end of 2020, as we go into 2020, we, we, uh, we look for a better year, uh, a hopeful year, next year and uh you know we'll see where we are this time next year but hopefully with a little brighter tone um for the year um but uh yeah go ahead oh i I just wanted to say real quick just to the listeners thank you so much for joining us in your car on your on your drive home to your day job 
to listening to us maybe during workouts or when you're doing chores to when you're having a bad day and you just need some support to your hustle. It, you are the reason why we created this show. Mm-hmm. And I hope that uh, you can take lessons, whether you've listened to us, this is your, may, hopefully, if this is your first time, this is a good reason for you to go and listen Man, to our an catalog. To start with. <laughs> what an episode to start with. But yeah. uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart because there have been so many late nights of working on this show. And I have asked myself, what what is this all for? And I always come back to you Listeners like Ashley, who is the first uh, voice clip you heard in Daniel's tribute. Uh, and I've had a chance to speak with her and a few other uh, people who have listened to us over the years. And uh, you guys are the Hollywood hustle. Mm-hmm. You are our league of hustle. And uh, I wish you all the best in your journeys. Mm-hmm. To- May you always pursue your dreams and find fulfillment and happiness in whatever you do in this life. Mm-hmm. I guess one more piece of advice, do what makes you happy. Yeah. Sur- yeah. Surround yourself with people that make you happy. Mm-hmm. That's a Who bring one. out the best in you and uh, push you to go forward. Like mm-hmm. find your Daniel Tuttle hey, is what find, I'm t- trying to tell you. Find your Michael Lutheran. That's, I was going to say that earlier. <laughs> I didn't, but yeah, find your Michael Lutheran. Um, man, it's weird. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Uh, what else can we talk about? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, until another episode of Hollywood Hustle comes out, uh, you guys, please make sure to uh, follow Hollywood Hustle yeah. on social media, Hollywood on Hustle Instagram. Podcast. Yeah, Hollywood Hustle Podcast on Facebook as well, as well as on Twitter at LA Hustle Cast. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any uh, messages of support you want to give either to me or to Daniel or Team Hustle uh, during this transition, you can always email hollywoodhustlepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, Where can they find if, you, uh, Michael, if they want to find follow your journey? <laughs> yeah, uh, you can find me at Michael Lutheran on Instagram. That's primarily where I do a lot of my social media-ing, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm also at Michael Lutheran on Twitter. Um, just tag him in any uh, DC or Marvel news and he'll, he'll reply. Oh my gosh. I, I will reply to those <laughs> messages. Um, but uh, yeah, just keep up the, or no, I won't go back, go to that yet. But um, yeah. And if you guys have been listening to the show, please send me a DM. Uh, I'd love to hear about uh, what this podcast has mean to you. Or if there's, you're in the middle of an episode right now and uh, you're really learning something, I'd love to, you know, hear from you guys yeah. and uh, support you in any way that I can. And, uh, and and you can follow me at Daniel Tuttle, T-U-T-T-E-L on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow. He's also on TikTok. I'm also on TikTok at Bearded Writer. I was actually about to say that at, at Bearded Writer. <laughs> uh, bearded like a beard and writer like a, I write things. Um, and you can also follow uh, my company at Hustle underscore podcasting. Um, if you'd like to follow that as well. Um, if if you want to have guidance to create something that is as authentic and as true as this show that you guys have been listening to, whether it's for years or for months or however long, contact Daniel and let him help you make a podcast. Uh, he is the best person I can think of to <laughs> talk to you about creating and fostering uh, something to make it go from an idea to an actual live episode uh guys really hit daniel up hit up hustle podcasting um 
because it will be a great show if yeah. you do. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. And uh, uh, oh, was it, was, there's one other thing I was going to say. Um, man, you know, one thing I just now thought of, the host episodes are going to be real awkward from now on. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's, it's just going to be you talking. It's just me. <laughs> so, Daniel, <laughs> pick another number from the MySpace quiz. 63. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well well, uh, I'm sure you'll find w- fun ways. And yeah, you can bring up uh, Team Hustle. For yeah, yeah we'll, as well. We'll, we'll, we'll find ways to do it. But uh, again, thank you for everybody for listening. And I hope you have, again, we hope you have like just the best end of the year and a great new year. Um, and, you know, we, we love all of you, Michael. Obviously, I love you. You're my brother, my friend. Love you um, too, man. And uh, I guess there's only one more thing to say. Keep up. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were counting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. We'll do this again. All right. One, two. Keep Keep up up the hustle. Keep up the hustle. I don't know why I'm... Hollywood Hustle Podcast was created by Daniel Tuttle and Michael Lutheran. Daniel Tuttle is our host and executive producer. Michael Lutheran is our co-host and produced this episode. Kate Cassidy is our social media coordinator. Special thanks to Eric Waldman. For more information about this show or to make a financial contribution to the production of this show, please visit hollywoodhustlepodcast.com. Hollywood Hustle.